Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, oh, the thickest. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John. I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome into Back Nine's our location today. Let me tell you this. This has been such an outstanding event. This is our first annual fan golf outing at the Back Nine. And if you've never been to the Back Nine, you've got to get here right now. It's kind of interesting, too, because we're up on level three, and the entire IU football team is down on level two. <laughs> this place is absolutely crammed right now, which is awesome. It's funny. Jeff Keg runs communications down in Bloomington for the Hoosier football team. <laughs> and I said, Kegger, man, are you downstairs or what? Because we got stuff flowing up here. And uh, unfortunately for Kegger, I think Kegger was on his way back to Monroe County and wasn't here. But, uh, no, seriously, uh, this is great for so many different reasons, uh, of which I will explain. Thank you guys for coming. Great having you out, too. Thank you very much. Uh, it's our friends from Franciscan Health Heart Center, right? So that's what we're doing that. And obviously, Jay Query over these airwaves has talked about his situation of a couple of years ago. Um, it, it's interesting. So that's what we're doing this for, taking donations, doing the silent auction right now and this entire event for Franciscan Health Heart Center. Um, true story. So I go over a little bit earlier today and I said, hey, you know what? I'm here. Go ahead and take my blood pressure. And guess what? Your good friend's blood pressure extremely high today. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in the right spot for it. And I, I guess what I'm trying to tell you is uh, these are things that are so incredibly important. And I know Jake's story of the past has gotten to you as well. Um, and hopefully mine will too. I mean, I'm, I'm newly inspired now to try to get something done with it because I had no idea. I mean, I play basketball all the time, Ron. I mean, I feel good. Um, you know, I'm sure that I could lose weight, but you know, I'm feeling like I'm in a spot where I really don't want to. I just kind of want to be me. So, nah, but get, get it checked. And I'll give you information as we move along with Franciscan Health Heart Center on, on how you can get it checked. I mean, think about me. I'm messing around. Seriously, I am drinking a Bloody Mary. Hey, come on over and get this. Down. I don't know if I want to do that. Ah, oh, I did, right? And, yeah, it's high. It's high right there. We're going to do something about it. I feel really good about that. So, 
you want to come by, maybe swing the clubs a little bit, you certainly can here. Again, third level of back nines, our location is the, and I'll give you a lot of what we're bidding on for the silent auction. And I want to thank a lot of people out here today as well. Uh, coming up with the back nine in our first annual fan golf outing. This has been even better. Thank you guys for coming than I thought it was going to be. This has been absolutely outstanding. Really has. Hey, our new morning co-host, Andy Sweeney, is going to join me coming up in just a couple of minutes, too. Bob Lovell, bottom of the hour. It is week number one, night number one, if you will, of high school football. We'll talk to Bob about that. Mike? I think Mike Wells is going to join us. I was going to say Mike Chappell, but, yeah, Mike Chappell is going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour. Mike Wells in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, we are loaded and ready to go this afternoon. Again, live from the back nine, really near Morris on the near southwest side, just on the other side of I-70 is our side right here. Uh, but joining me live, he's one of the sponsors and certainly is a, a huge sponsor of mine for the past. How many years are we talking? Nine? Oh, is it nine? Yeah, it's got to be nine years, I think. Yeah, I think it is. Years. Nine years. Yeah. I, I mention his name all the time, to which hopefully he gets a lot of feedback. We do. Darren Andrews of WeGrowHairIndy.com, 888-724-5129, WeGrowHairIndy.com. They are hugely a part of this golf outing today at the back nine. First, thank you very much, as always, for stepping up and being a part of this for great causes. Thank like you. This. Yeah, it's our pleasure. It's uh, been a great relationship, obviously, over a long period of time Nine now. years. That's incredible. Can you believe that? I well, you know how bald I'd be right now? <laughs> same, same as me. My I, mean, I think about that all the time. And, yep. and, and I've, I've said this to you before. One of the great things about it, our relationship is, and I love it. Now it's like one of the first things anybody ever asks. Right. Yep. It's like, hey, um, does that really work? Yeah. You know, and I say, hey, look, yep. I mean, it really does. If I wanted to do something with this even more than I have right now, I could do it. Right. I mean, any style I used to have, I mean, yeah. really it does. It turns back the clock. We live in a world now and an era in which you really want to turn back the clock, and this does it. Right. Yeah, and everyone wants to look and feel their best, right? Yeah. And, and the technology today, of course, it's permanent, it's natural. The days of the old cornrows and plugs mm -hmm. not looking natural are gone. And it's not just hair transplants, we do everything, but whether it's the multi-unit hair grafting hair transplant that you and I both had done, or the artist robotic FUE procedures, we do everything, of course, at the pyramids. And as you know, a couple of years ago, we uh, expanded our, our clinic and we yeah. got a new facility, so very proud of that. A little bit about that. What people, people certainly have heard me talk about it, but I, I want you to expand a little bit on what else is going on over there that sometimes I may not get to. Yeah, so obviously we don't just do hair transplants. You and I both had hair yes. transplants where you take the genetically permanent hair from the back and move it to the top. But uh, some guys just need hair loss prevention. So, you know, starting early with hair loss is now mm -hmm. something we can do so far as controlling it, thickening yeah. it, reinforcing it, using growth factors, so using your own plasma uh, to help control hair loss. So it's really a global approach, um, really a one-stop shop relative to hair restoration. Yeah, you know, you and I talked about this the other day over text that some people out there will try to fool you and say, hey, this is what we have. Right, right. And, and people will go to a lot of links, right? Right. To right. maybe buy into this. But don't be fooled. There's some fraudulent stuff out there. We Grow Hair in Indy right. is the legit one. Yeah, we've been at it for 18 years. And, and hair restoration is a very specialist field. And uh, a lot of places get into it and think that it's easy and they can do it. Yep. And it's not just about getting a hair transplant. It's about that whole global approach. Uh, hair restoration is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. So we're in it for the long run. We've been at it for 18 years. Our physicians, our medical teams, we're experienced. It's what we do. So 
it's a whole process, you know, and, and experience is very important in a medical procedure like this. It's at triple eight seven two four five one two nine. We grow here indie.com. The guy that really is in charge of it all is, is Darren Andrews right here. What have we seen? And I mentioned this in the past nine years, the technology and the innovations where it once yeah. was to where it is right now. Is it night and day compared it, to what it was? hugely different. The first yeah. thing, of course, it looks natural. Yeah. It's permanent. Uh, we can guarantee the hair to grow. Uh, the techniques have, have become more um, advanced with regards to the ability to transplant a lot more hair in a single procedure. So you don't really, if you're doing a hair transplant, you want to make the best use of the hair you've got on the back and the sides, which is the donor yeah. hair. And best use of that is transplanting as much as you can in a single procedure. And sort of a market advantage we've always had is the multi-unit hair grafting technology. What I had done, a single transplant. And yeah. we can transplant thousands and thousands of hairs in a single procedure. So the ability to not go through multiple procedures gives you better value, less downtime, and uh, the plasma treatment we talked about. So yep. those preventative things have come a huge way. Right. I mean, you, still, you get the, the, uh, the platelet-rich plasma treatments now, and that helps sustain it longer term. You do right. that maybe annually, and it right. sustains it longer term. You're correct, yeah. yeah. And transplants are permanent, but your non-transplant yeah. here is still at risk of future loss. So the plasma is one of our more popular options with regards to maintaining that here that's not transplanted. So then you're taking a global approach, putting back what you've lost with the transplant, keeping what you've got with the plate, the rich plasma. That's uh, Darren Andrews right here. He's a part of the fan golf outing, the first ever here at Back 9 with WeGrowHairIndy.com. That's 888 the most commonly asked question when somebody takes my advice and gives you a call. Uh, does it look natural? Does it work? Yeah. Is it a scam? Is it real? Um, I did two consultations today. Both guys said, does it, does it actually really work? Yeah. Does it look natural? And I obviously pointed to my head. That's it, yeah. Went to your VIP page today, Heck actually. Yeah, you do. I did. VIP page yep. and check yep. it out. Yeah. And, yep. and that was very important. I mean, that was very important to me. Um, and certainly I like having fun with it and such, but it's very important to make sure that it does yeah. look natural. And, you know, what you guys do, let's simply put, nobody else can. Right. Yeah. yeah we're, we're lucky. We've got the multi-unit hair grafting, the artist robotic FUE, one of two places in the entire country to, to offer those two hair transplant technologies. Yeah. So really proud of that. And uh, I think uh, we've got, you know, another VIP we're going to be announcing here in the next next few weeks. Uh, well, we've, we're gonna, we've, we've gonna done Rick Mulling yep. with the Colts. Yep. Um, yep. I know Dave First is a part of it yep. right now. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, uh, who else? Barry Krause. Barry Krause. Mr. Krause. The and former then, linebacker. And then uh, I'm not going to throw a name out there yet, but uh, someone that, that you know pretty well here in the next couple of weeks, there's going to be a, oh, yeah. a little announcement coming out. I think I know who you're talking think, about right so, here. So uh, really, really <laughs> excited about that one. Um, that is awesome. Well done. Yeah, and some, yeah. Of, the, some of the listeners are going to know. So yeah. uh, here in the next week or two, we'll be throwing that out there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Rajiv Ram, the tennis Rajiv player. Rajiv Ram, the tennis player. part of it, too. Yep. So, yep. Ah, man, yep. it, it, it is great the way that you built your brand around here too yeah and, you know i give out triple eight seven two four five one two nine all the time how else can others get a hold of you if they're listening to us right now one yeah the website uh, we grow here indie.com uh, of course there's a lot of content on there videos pictures um that's a great avenue to get in touch with us through there and of course as you mentioned and then there's the local phone number 317-522-2995 that you can reach us directly at the clinic at pyramids People love my billboards with my grill it's up good, there, too. Yep. I look really good. I mean, look at that face. Look at, look at those I mean, handsome and chiseled features.
pictures. Every time I drive past it, I'm like, I mean, look at that I, guy. I'm driving, you know, I'm driving on 465 northwest side off of Michigan Road, and I'm going, wow. <laughs> I mean, you, you can get more handsome right here than oh, this. Oh, it's just incredible. I'm, I'm, I, I hope it doesn't cause accidents I up mean, there, your, does it? Your family must be like, oh, look at that. No, oh, man, my, my daughter goes, <laughs> oh, like if she's riding with teammates or something yeah. to go play Westfield, she goes, oh, my God. She's used to it now. Yeah, she's used yeah. to it. Triple eight seven two four five one two nine. Yes, sir. We grow hair indie.com. You got it. Ask for Darren Andrews. He'll tell you all about it. And a new client announcement is coming up very soon. Very soon. Somebody yep. we know very, very well. Very well. Is being added to the rotation yep. right there. Buddy, yep. thanks. Nine appreciate years you. has been awesome, buddy. Thank Man, you. Appreciate Let's you. Let's keep on keeping on. Really How about good. that? It's awesome. Thank you. So, uh, Darren Andrews, and thank you for being a part of this, too. It's our pleasure. Thank You're you. going to hang around for a while? I'm going to hang around and have a beer. Yeah, you better do that, there too. There you go. It's Darren yep. Andrews right there. Again, wegrowhairandy.com. That's 888-724-5129. Thank you, my brother. Thanks, man. Uh, this is you. awesome. I love when we all come together for this right now, and that's what we're doing with Franciscan Health Heart Center and our fan golf outing. This is the first ever here at the back nine and this has been absolutely awesome where's uh sweeney andy come on over brother come on over here thanks again darren appreciate you all right there's a new morning show a new morning show that's going to make sure the old morning show that's coming up on monday again our friend jay query who is also here moves from the morning to the midday from noon until three so you're going to get some hellaciously awesome crosstalk between me and jake i'm assuming every day and to be a part of the new morning show it's the morning wake-up call with kevin and andy i wanted to call it the morning wood with, with Swebo. no it was it was the morning wood with Swebo. did you see the picture yesterday that somebody developed the photoshop picture oh the, lord heavens the no. morning wood with Swebo. hey hey see it's got name recognition. Why, why did David Wood not ask me about that? The Morning Wood, and it's spelled W-O-U-L-D. The Morning Wood. <laughs> okay, I saw that. I saw with, that tweet, but I thought the guy Swebo. made a mistake. I thought he made a mistake with Swebo. But, okay, yeah. Because I, I kind of like that. It's better than Boney. Uh, I also, it is. I also heard your 15-second uh, joke yesterday when I was driving around. I heard did you. you? Yeah, I, I heard you. I know the uh, the oh, Rick Pitino. Yeah, yeah, the 15 seconds of Louisville. Yeah, yes. the 15 seconds well, of Louisville. The uh, the Rick Pitino stuff. I heard that at four o'clock. You didn't have money to talk about in Louisville, did you? Unless the college basketball season was going on. What'd you practice on? Well, there's a, there's an 18-year-old recruit somewhere doing something. <laughs> Man, it's great to be on with you. And by the way, this event is it's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, it's been great. This so is far. absolutely awesome. This is the first time we've tried it in, in this facility. And, and a shout out to Danny Hayes, who's one of the owners of this place. And that's the back nine. He's a Ron Colley guy, too, that I know very well. But, you know, not only do you have this, you, you got us up here on three right now. The IU football team is down on two. And I don't know, for all you local people that love local bands, the Cornfield Mafia. And my <laughs> man Robert is going to play on the stage. They have a stage outside here. I saw that. This is just That's awesome. an all-encompassing, entertaining venue here at Back Nine. It is. Are you ready to go on Monday? Man, I'm as, as ready as I can be. You're going, to, you're going to wake your ass up at like 2 a.m., aren't you? I got to get in there. Uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping I can get to like three or four a.m. on sleep. Yes, 
I'm already uh, thinking you, about that in my are mind. You, are you an early riser? Yeah, I am. This morning oh I was up at 530. I was up at 532. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've got to get kids off to school and stuff. Oh, I don't have that. any excuse like that. See, yeah. if, I, if, I, <laughs> if I didn't have that, then I sure as hell wouldn't be asleep or up at 530. But why were you up at 530? Because I can't sleep in, man. Everyone's like, oh, you're going to have to get used to it. I'm like, I'm not going to have to get used to it that much. Yeah. Of course, I'm saying that now like I'm cocky, yeah. uh, which could always bite me. But you end up oversleeping, right? Uh, well, didn't Jake do that one time? <laughs> More than once. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. Probably I'll have once. several alarms uh, and I'll have people calling oh. me that I will employ. Don't worry about it. Hey, so Andy Sweeney's with us again the new morning show. It's the morning wake-up call with Andy and Kevin. Weekday morning, 7 until 10 a.m. here on The Fan. So my friend's over here with Franciscan Health Heart Center. Uh, and I love working with them. So I go over there and I, I get my blood pressure. Okay. Tested, yeah. And I have incredibly high blood pressure. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, go, is that a shock to I you went, or not? Damn. I was like, I was like Florida Evans in good times. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. What? So, you're going to watch that then. Well, you know, and I, hey, guys, thanks for coming. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Derek. Good to see you, man. I mean, it, oh, it, I love it. I love that, man. That's good. What's that? What's that? Oh, I can. You got something for Simon with? Go ahead, Andy. You talk really quick. Well, I'm no, I, I mean, I mean, the, the worst yeah. time now to uh, – it's like the guy that starts to diet when football season's getting ready to start. <laughs> yeah. You got college in the NFL. You got all this stuff. And, I mean, now you're going to have to watch your blood pressure. I mean, how's that going to work? You're not yeah. going to be able to do that. Oh, yeah, Andy. Oh, he wants me too. to sign. Yeah, I don't know if I feel worthy at all he to, wants you to, to, to be doing too. this. Again, back nine's our location. It is the first fan golf outing. It's all of our shows been here. Uh, I don't think uh, Jake and Kevin were here this morning, but certainly we just had James and Jimmy be a part of it. Thanks, Derek. I appreciate you, man. Good to see you. Uh, but, no, this has been a great event here. All right, what are you looking most forward to? Talk. We, what's the first thing? You're, I know you don't know because something may happen. Well, we'll see what happens this but, weekend, right? But what do you think? What do you anticipate the first thing? You know, I mean, I'm anticipating at some point, you know, next week. Once we get by next week, we're going to be uh, – it's time where, you know, Jonathan Taylor is going to show up if he's going to be ready. If we're talking about week one, uh, you know, usually – you know, I know Kevin's talked about this. KB has, and I'm sure we'll talk about it on Monday, um, yeah. that once you get uh, – about two weeks out is like one of those times where it's like, hey, you, you know, you're going to be here or right. not. Uh, and so I think there's absolutely going to be a developing story there. Uh, and then, you know, who plays this weekend? Uh, who doesn't play this weekend? Uh, and then obviously anything Anthony Richardson uh, is going to be all the craze. And that's, listen, man, I'm excited between uh, the Colts, a new regime. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a big Richardson fan. Um, I'm a fan of the coach staff right now, what they're going to try to do. If you can get Taylor back, I think they can, you know, they're going to want to run the football. And I think the Pacers are, are an absolutely, play, you know, a playoff team. You know, I'm, I'm jacked, man. I'm ready to go. Uh, it's, uh, Andy Sweeney is the new morning co-host beginning uh, Monday. He and uh, Kevin Bowen here on the fan. Andy's joining us here at Back Nine. It is our first annual golf outing to benefit again what is a fantastic organization in the Franciscan Health Heart Center. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you very much. Um, the thing with Jonathan Taylor with me is the excused absence right now because of the personal reason 
Right. Uh, from what I've heard, that's legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't want to dive into that. But as far as him still being injured, I don't buy that. I think this is more of kind of a hold-in type of situation to make sure you get paid. I agree. And because you don't want to pay or you don't want to have to pay anything in fines. And, you know, this is how you get paid. So I, until I hear otherwise, that's what I believe this situation is for Jonathan Taylor right now. I mean, what can they do to, uh, you know, outside yeah. of the, the money and the yeah. years and the, the security that he wants? What can they do? Can they come to the table? Can they make this nice this year? I have said all along, is there any way that right now you can help massage the situation? Exactly. Instead of just drawing two lines in the sand exactly. and saying, you know what, neither one of us are going to cross this. And especially in terms of the Colts, because the Colts aren't going to move. So if you could just maybe try to meet somewhat in the middle, at least for this year, because, Andy, I've said this all along, both sides need one another. And the Colts need him no to help out the growth process of their quarterback. And he needs them because, honestly, he needs to show what he can do. And sitting on your ass and sitting out and not being ready is not helping the whole running back situation at all. You so, know, it, it's different with Saquon Barkley. But, you know, you saw a guy like Le'Veon Bell set out, uh, sit out. You know, this is yeah. years ago because yeah. guys don't do it, right? Yeah. Because it's not something – and he wasn't in the prime of his career. He was more towards the back end of the prime. But Bell sits out. He's never – Never the same. I mean, he disappeared, right? Yeah. I mean, basically from the NFL uh, and probably hurt himself. Now he did hurt himself for a couple of years, and so you have you have you have that. Barkley got a little bit more money from the Giants, kind of acted like, "Hey, I'm not going to be there." Then what did he do? He showed up. He was the quote unquote good teammate. Uh, yes, was, he did. He, this is a little bit more money. <laughs> I better do it. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I'm. That's that's where I am. Given that they have the money uh, to do that, it, it's not one of those things where you won or lost. Right now, everyone is losing. And you mentioned on Jonathan Taylor's side, dude, you're exactly right, JMV. I mean, you know, this is an offense that if you look at what the Eagles were able to do last year, and they're different rosters, yeah. running the football was such a was such an identity of that team. You can't tell me that running the football is not good. You know, run the damn ball, right? Um, that that's not going to be the identity of this team. And he could rack up significant numbers, right? Yeah. Uh, that could help him well, in his case in the future. Yeah, I mean, just just being a part of help something grow, and, and more so than anything else, if you're able to oh, am I doing this too? I can do this. Hold on one oh second. Oh boy, Hang look at this. Right here. We're doing shots with Nicole and Harley <laughs> Hey, what's up? Good, to, me- good to meet tea? you. Yeah, good to meet you. Lemon drop. Okay, you want me to do this right now with you? All right. Oh boy, Andy, look at this. By. Look at stand this. By. Thank you guys very much for that. Little lemon drop there it's down perfect good form there you go that's a little bit more of a gulp right there than it was anything else (laughs) no I, i agree with you regarding jonathan taylor i just think what's most important is the maturation and the involvement of your very inexperienced rookie quarterback. Right. And this is not a situation where you can just go, well, take somebody off the street and put them in there. Like, no. logically, a lot of people around the NFL talk about the running back situation. This is something where you need a known commodity. And the year before last especially, and you're talking about a guy a year ago that was injured, but he still tried to play oftentimes through it. But the year before last, that's a known commodity. He is still the best offensive player on this team. And neither one of these sides, I don't think, realize just how much in the moment they need one another. It, it, it's a f- <laughs> I struggle with the cop-out that people give about the importance 
uh, of a running back. Uh, I understand the conversation. There are arguments to be made on that side. But when I, you know, when I hear the Chiefs did such and such with it's a di- six-rounder, it's different it, altogether. It, 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 yeah, yeah, it's different altogether when you have Mahomes and when you have one of the top rosters yeah. in the NFL and you have a Hall of Fame coach and you have all these different things. Then yes, you can, you know, make a mistake like they did with yeah. uh, with um, Edward Solaire. You know, yeah. I mean, taking him in the first round yeah. and up being kind of a bust. But I, I, it's it's kind of a, it's absolutely a cop out when pe- when people say that. And both sides need each other. I mean, they absolutely need each other. And I don't think anyone giving here, I think both giving a little bit um, makes things better for both sides. And I think in the next week, I hope that comes to fruition. Otherwise, it's going to be a story. I mean, listen, I think it's, it's, it's been a story you guys have been following, obviously, for weeks. It's going to be even more that if we get down to the true countdown of the season and he's not there. Well, let's face it. I mean, he really wouldn't be probably playing too much right now, but practicing, yes. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And um, it, You wouldn't was, want him to play in the preseason. No, 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 no. He wouldn't be playing right now anyway. But you would hope for some resolution. Thank you, B-Near. Near Brothers, appreciate you guys very much. Some sort of resolution. I just think, Andy, that the resolution's ultimately going to be I think Jim's going to have to go ahead and go back on what he has said and end mm-hmm. up trading him. I, I don't know where this mm-hmm. is going to go outside of that. I don't know what the market might be, but I know the market would become more robust because it is going to be low ball city right. for this guy from absolutely everybody. And we're going to find out because Jim Marseille will go in the third quarter coming up tomorrow night in that yep. preseason game in the booth with Greg Rakestraw and Rick Venturi. And Rick will end up asking that question. And Jim just can't help himself. Oh, I mean, he's really, going to say something. When you're thinking yeah. about it, as yeah. much as I like Jim Marseille, the reason Reason why one of the reasons why I think this whole situation was was magnified was because of that initial tweet mm-hmm. and what he did when he sent it out. Well, this is you know what was uh, you know debated. Uh, this is what we came up with contractually here, um, and we got to live by it. You can't go changing it when you get further down the road because you want to. This is all stuff that we knew, and then he kind of got a line in the sand drawn between himself and Jonathan Taylor. He may have even been talking about somebody else mm-hmm. in that situation. Maybe he was talking about, you know, the Steelers running back, I think, was the guy that actually had brought it up, and then people thought maybe he was talking Austin, about uh, Chargers, yeah. Austin Eckler. Remember, he had the, yeah, he had the yeah. Zoom with all the running yeah. backs and everything else. And, yeah. And when, and when you think about it, it was just something, if, if you had it to do over again, maybe Jim doesn't do that, then you wouldn't get the counter for the representation of Taylor, and then you wouldn't have this back and forth that is so awkwardly awful right now. And in that, yet another soap opera for this team to have to deal with. And believe me, year after year after year, this I is know. a similar situation in which we've been in. So. Yeah, I, it's going to be fun. I mean, I was at the Colts luncheon today. The brass took me over. Yeah. The suits took me over there, JMV. And it, it doesn't quite have the the zing when they when they uh, intro yeah. the running back room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's the quite, same thing. Doesn't quite have the exact same effect. No, it does not. All right, so the 15 seconds you did content down in Louisville every day, <laughs> how much of that was dedicated to Kentucky basketball? Oh, Those man. toothless hillbillies oh, in Kentucky. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I uh, mean, the home of Turtle Man. Did you talk Turtle Man all the time? I know Turtle Man. I did not talk Turtle Man all the time, do you, do you but know I, know, I don't Man? know. Tur- oh. I know of Turtle Man. I should say. I wish I knew Turtle Man. Well, I just uh, considered everybody down there that close to the river are probably related. <laughs> Were you related to Turtle Man? I was not. I was not. Uh, no, I mean. I heard you. You're like we're gonna we're gonna quiz Sweeney on everything that, yeah. that he did oh, uh, yeah. his time his time in Louisville. I mean, I followed 
all the all the Cal being hired, uh, winning the title, choking in the in the tournament, all of their stuff, all of the years well, you're of Louisville drama. Uh, for, Patino oh, in the Lord. Italian restaurant. Oh Lord, have you had a lot of fun with that? <laughs> Did I? Have, no, we had no fun. Of course, we had fun. Fifteen with seconds it. in an Italian restaurant course, is still awesome. Now it's well, no, it's it's the peak of sports talk radio. That, that's what it is. What what I love about it, I love Patino. I, I know, I know people. Ah, Patino. Oh yeah, yeah. Look who they've had since. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> true. He won a lot of yeah. games. Yeah, uh, and he always brought content. He did. Brought he always content. brought drama to yeah. things that are very good for uh, men in our business. Yeah, maybe the occasional yeah. hooker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you might might be around. So uh, yes, I followed all of that, uh, and it's. Uh, but I, I listen. I'm. I, I've always wanted to follow professional sports, and there's some damn good ones right here. All right, you ever interviewed Jennifer Lawrence? She's from Louisville, right? I have not. Come on, man. I have not. Did you no. know her? Did you grow up with her? <laughs> I did not. Did not. She wasn't one. She wasn't one game, but she was. Uh, she was amongst the luminaries in a in a suite somewhere far away from us. Who else uh, is famous from Louisville? Who else? Well, I mean, uh, Muhammad Ali. You know, yeah. we followed his funeral and procession yeah. and and, ever, and everything else. Yeah. Uh, there's the the uh, the rapper Jack Harlow. Our oh, people Jack reference uh, you you you. You know who that is? Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, know, yeah. The Jack Harlow. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not a fan, but you know, some Jack people Harlow are. Jack Harlow was a good high school basketball player, wasn't he? I have absolutely. I don't. I don't really? think so. How do I know more about <laughs> Kentucky high school basketball than Andy Sweeney? Come on, Sweebo. I don't. Know, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I just may be making it up. I've been known to well, do that. Well, that's fine. It's a Friday, you know. I'll just, I'll You've had a long day. So Jack Harlow's from around I'm Louisville. Doing, I don't know who, who, who else, else from Louisville. I don't know. <laughs> Did you go to high school with Dave? Did you go to high – what's his name? Travis Meeks? Days no. of the New? Is that that guy's name? <laughs> Days of the New? He was – man, was he in Charlestown, Indiana? I think, Charlestown, I think he was – Chad Gilbert. Yeah. The, the land of Chad Gilbert. Down. Boy, does anyone except for us two know oh, the sure Chad that, Gilbert I'm reference? Sure I'm the okay. only one, yeah. <laughs> You'd be thinking, why the hell are you guys mentioning my name? Who was that six-foot-nine guy with the man bun over there? <laughs> He's the athletic director of Charlestown High School. That's yes, who he is. Yes, he Chad is. Chad Gilbert, the pride of Indiana State Well, I University. told you this off air. Boy, people don't care about this. He was uh, he was my PE teacher. I was actually – I was a uh, – you'll, you'll love this because yep. I knew I was like – you know, I made good grades, but I wasn't going to do the honors stuff because I'm not doing trigonometry. Yep. I mean, what am I going to do with that? You know, okay, you know, I mean, yeah. let, let's be honest right. about this. So I did the TV and the newspaper and, yep. the, and the photojournalism. But, you know, senior year, it's like PE leadership yeah. right there. You know, Chad we, Gilbert. Huh? Chad Gilbert, boom, there you go. It's an well, easy A. He was at Indiana State when I was, and I used to get those guys in trouble all the time because they'd get hammered before games at <laughs> <in> my house. <laughs> Tater, tater Tot's lock didn't like it. <laughs> Not like oh, it. Oh, that's a good story. They'd be, it's be fantastic. Monitoring. They'd be on the way to uh, what? Cedar? Is it Cedar Rapids? Cedar Falls, Iowa? They go to Northern Iowa. These guys will all be hung over, and he wouldn't like it. <laughs> that's a long bus ride tater, hung over. <laughs> tater Tots, right there. All right, what are you guys doing on Monday morning? Talking sports, baby, and whatever else happens over the weekend. We'll see what happens, obviously, with the Colts. What news uh, comes out from that, and and we'll wing it from there, and we'll see how this baby grows obviously it's a great uh you know kb and jake doing a great job and everybody else so i'm excited to to join the team here absolutely speaking of uh babies growing you're about ready and and kev recently we used to i used to bring uh kevin in 
every time he was on with me, Paul Anka's song, uh, You're Having My Baby, all the time. And he was very uncomfortable yeah. about that. I think his father-in-law is incredibly uncomfortable when I bring that up. That's going to bring it up even more. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say, they should never admit that to you. Otherwise, never. it's going to happen even, more. It up even uh, more. But, yeah, me and my wife are expecting. So it's, it's job, home, baby, all happening. It's like I'm a totally different person here in the next, yeah. in the next few weeks and Good. months. Good to see you again, brother. Hey, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. You're the radio legend here. What are you talking about? This is my honor. Come on. I am such a turd here. Seriously. (laughs) You know what what I'm tired of? And I was going to talk about this uh, on Monday. Yeah. I'm tired of wearing polos and khakis. I need to get back to what you're wearing. Exactly. (laughs) I'm in radio, okay? I'm in in complete and utter comfort wherever I go. You're damn right you are. I'm going to tell you what. If I'm not wearing a V-neck, then there's an issue. Then there's a problem. Because I've got to have the neck breathe. I've got to be. You're a V-neck guy. I've got high blood pressure, all right? I can't be hassled with it. So, (laughs) clearly from today. i got high blood pressure. Don't hassle me about my V-neck. Hey, I'm not. It looks good. Brother, I appreciate it. I'd be the last one. Hey, appreciate it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Andy Sweeney. It is not the morning wood with Sweebo. It is the morning wake-up call with Andy and Kevin, which starts coming up on Monday, 7 a.m. Be tuned in right here. Thanks, brother. Andy Sweeney, everybody. Quick break, and we shall return. Hagen walked in here. Is that place called Bucci's? Bookies. Everybody loves that, and I don't understand why. It's a truck stop. Why does everybody love that? Yeah, that truck stop right there that you got on your shirt. We'll get Hagen on the other side. Bob Lovell's coming up as well. Go ahead and sit down here, too. we got a busy show for you, including Mike Wells of ESPN Radio, Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59. Will Anthony Richardson start coming up tomorrow night at preseason game two? The latest on Shaquille Leonard. Any of these injuries we're talking about in that matchup with the Bears coming up tomorrow night? That and more. Hagen's going to join us. Bob Lovell still to come. Mike Wells and Mike Chappell. And again, this has been an outstanding time. Back Nine. This is the fan golf outing at the back nine to benefit Franciscan Health Heart Center. I'm glad I got tested today. Maybe you should too. Check it out today. And again, I'll give you more information as we move along. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Hey, you going to stare all day or are you going to buy something? Uh, I'm going to stare all day. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Oh, this has been a fantastic day. I want to thank all of our sponsors that have been a part of this. You know, I mentioned L.D. Smith Plumbing during the break, too. Uh, Lance had his team out here today. Um, uh, the folks from Zero Res were out here today, too. Uh, talk with them for a little bit. Uh, the Indy Fuel out here. The Colts here. Pacers were a part of it. Um, um, it's just been great. It really has. Oh, yeah. I mean, J- yeah. Jimi Hendrix, obviously, with Live Nation. Live Nation was here a little bit earlier, too. And uh, we grow here Andy.com. Again, what we're doing today is renting money for Franciscan Health and Heart Center is what we're doing today. I found out I had high blood pressure, so I'm going to do something about that. Get your numbers checked today. When and if you can, and make that thing a priority, and that's what we're trying to weigh or raise that awareness with that in mind with this event today. And thank you all for being a part of this, and I'll give love as we move along in this particular show. Meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, Bob Lovell, Indiana Sports Talk, in what is a tremendous opening evening of high school football around the state of Indiana. And Bob has his finger on the pulse of the evening. Hello, Bob. How are you? 
Hey, John, how are you? And, hey, before we get started, I'm glad you guys are doing what you're doing to bring awareness to uh, uh, high blood pressure, heart situations. Everyone knows I've suffered a heart attack. I've had open-heart surgery. I've had carotid artery surgery. So a lot of this is because of high blood pressure. And so do yourself a favor. It's real easy. Watch what you do. Get checked out. Take care of yourself because it's it's really an extremely serious situation. So my I applaud you and everybody involved for doing a great thing today. I was at a buck fifty. I was at a buck fifty over one hundred, Bob, today. You are a superstar, John. You know that. That's not <laughs> very good. My last one was one thirty-three <laughs> over. not my, good. My last one was one thirty-three over sixty-one, and so the doctors are just going. Hey, you know what? What are you doing? I said, I'm taking all the drugs you guys prescribe and doing all the things I do. So you got to be careful because it is a a, a, a dangerous situation, especially guys uh, your age, my age, and also women. The other thing is we we have the erroneous feeling that it's only guys who suffer heart problems, and that's absolutely not true. And so this is something for men and women to, to pay very strict attention man. obviously i'm pretty passionate about it because uh, a couple of great doctors have saved my life along the way and so uh i owe it to make sure people understand what's going on no there's no doubt about that too and you know it's funny bob most of the time you don't really recognize it or prioritize it until it can be too late you know until you're too far down the road so get in front of this and that's what's important I recognized it, John, when I was in the ambulance going to the emergency room. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I paid attention after that. So, Bob Lovell is with us, Indiana Sports Talk, later on tonight. All right, you got night number one. I was talking to Eric yeah. Moore yesterday. They don't play until yep. tomorrow night over in Canton, Ohio, against uh, that team uh, outside. Thank you very much for showing up here with us today, uh, outside of Cleveland, Ohio. And obviously, first six weeks of their schedule is uh, out of state and incredibly awkward, but a really good test for the number one team in 6A. When you're looking at the rest of 6A, besides Eric's team, how do you size right. that thing up as we start the season, Bob? Well, I think there are question marks. Uh, I think it's very balanced. Uh, obviously, Center Grove's won the last three. They've had some injury issues. Uh, have to replace some starters. And so um, this is the night where you figure some things out. There's some really, really good matchups. Ben Davis uh, playing at Moeller. Lafayette Jeff, who can throw it around. The, this game with Cathedral will be a fun game to watch because you got uh, Lafayette Jeff is a uh, high octane, like to put it in the air kind of offense. Um, you know, obviously the Cathedral's quarterback uh, is one of the best in the state, in the country. Uh, and so that's a great matchup. Carroll is at ha- Hamilton Southeastern. You know, you're seeing this is a trend. You got Carroll from Fort Wayne at HSC, Warren Central hosting Snyder, uh, and then Brownsburg's at Dwinger. So I think it's really interesting that the Fort Wayne schools have decided look, if we expect to win, at the highest level, we're going to need to find out what it takes, and we need to schedule teams of that caliber. And, and those are three really good matchups tonight. You know what, Bob? It's funny. When I was talking to Eric yesterday, um, he didn't say it, but this is just my thought. I, I think that he absolutely loves the thought that he had to make up that schedule and put these out-of-state, incredibly challenging teams on it. I think that that juices, re-energizes him 
to a degree yeah, right yeah. here. Uh, another challenge, a challenge in which he has not had to go through so far. I do. I, I do. I think he embraces it more than he loathes it. Well, that's the kind of guy he is. It's one of the reasons why he's one of the best football coaches the state will ever see. Uh, I think he understands, as cliched as it is, you want to be the best, you have to play the best. And, um, you know, you want to find out really what you're about. And can you make plays when you have to in crucial situ- situations against good teams? Because if you expect to win a championship, that's exactly what you're going to have to do. And so, no, it's not in his nature to run away from things. And it's his nature. Uh, and a lot of these coaches are saying, we don't get into coaching if you're afraid. You get into coaching to face challenges and, and deal with kids and try to make them better. And so I think that's what this is about. Bob Lovell joins us at the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. Which class do you think, not talent-wise, but which class do you believe to be the most all the way around competitive? Um, hey, what? That's a great question. I, I, I really think, uh, you know, there's a, you know, I think 5A is a very balanced, uh, a very yeah. balanced class. I really do. Um, like 1A, you know, when you look at what's happened in the last few years, you know, Dave Pash and his guys uh, at Lutheran have kind of dominated. And so, you know, they may be once again in that situation. But I think I think uh, 2, 3, 4, and 5 are pretty wide open, to be frank. And, yeah, I think 6 is too. But, uh, you know, but I, the one that really strikes me is, is, is this 5A. I mean, you look around. I mean, Snyder, we'll find out about them tonight with Warren Central. Whiteland with a great run to the tournament last year, to the championship game. Uh, people up north really like like Andrean. The Andrean Merrillville game tonight might, might might be one of the best in the state. Uh, and then locally, you know, you, you, you look at Decatur Central, uh, they're ranked. Um, as we mentioned, Brownsburg and Dwinger. Dwinger's a ranked team. Mike Quakers are ranked number 13. Mike Gillen keeps doing what he does at Mooresville. Uh, Franklin is ranked 15. So you start going down the, the 5A ranks, there's some really good teams, John. Yeah, no doubt about that. 4A kind of pops off the page a little bit to me because you start the season with East Central on top. We, we know, right. and I remember listening to this on my way home this time last year, what New Pal did to Westfield in New Pal to start the season last year. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, they, they gave them the once-over. Uh, you know, to the south, Wrights, obviously, you know, Mooresville still, you know, in there, a team that, to be reckoned with. But I'm kind of wondering what Ron Colley is going to look like this year. How about you? I agree with you. I think they, they are wondering themselves, but I'll tell you what they did. I mean, they, they played well last year, won some big games, had a, had a great season. Eric Quintana has done a, a wonderful job. I'm, I'm with you. I think there's some really solid things. You know, Rice is always good. Uh, the Evansville situation is a competitive one. Um, and really, really good teams. Modern day, Wrights, Castle, go through the different classes. But I think you're right. Uh, I think it's one of those things where you see some of the traditional powers still doing what they do. Uh, and uh, this East Central matchup, as you point out tonight, is always a good one. There's no question uh, that you find out. I think, I think it's great. Again, the teams are playing these kinds of games. This is You get a chance in these first two weeks to play out of your conference and have some fun. 
No, you're absolutely right about that, too. I mean, for example, you look for Buff, Shatard, big one here locally coming up later on tonight, too, a 4A and a 3A. In fact, I believe a 3A number one in Shatard. Uh, you just you look around, and, and you're going to find teams, Bob, as you mentioned, testing themselves out of the gate, which always has not been the case in coaching philosophy over the years of the past. Well, I think it's changing, John. I think everybody recognizes the, the concept of, uh, you know, you'll find out much more about your team by playing great schedule. Uh, I think the other part of it, too, is let's be honest, with the concept we have in our tournament set up in Indiana, it's an open tournament. Everybody gets in, and clearly there are those on the, uh, that like to discuss about seeding and uh, all the other things about it. But from, the, from a coaching standpoint, I think it's great that everybody gets in. So you get a chance to use – these games to find out what you're about and truly figure out some things that you do well and then those things you don't do well and so uh i think and especially here this time of year i mean look look outside it's a perfect day it'll be a it perfect night john to play football literally how much better can it get for you no, you're right about that. Bob Lovell, Indiana Sports Talk. You'll say the same thing. Take it easy, Brandon. Thank you very much. About Bob's show tonight, tomorrow night, he's going to have you set, recapping everything tonight when you're on your way home. And then, obviously, so much to talk about tomorrow night as well. Throughout the stations on the Network Indiana affiliations around the state of Indiana. Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. It is year number 30. Year number 30 and start of the high school football campaign tonight. Big deal, Bob. We'll be listening. Thanks, buddy. No, I appreciate it, John. Thanks. Bob Lovell right there on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Hey, we're here at back nine. And this is our golf outing. Again, we're going to benefit Franciscan Health Heart Center, which I am absolutely proud to do. Chris Hagan of Fox 59 joins Who? us. I went Who? over and uh, I got my blood pressure checked. And it was high. Well, you know, I think high. if I was about to go on the air, if I was on the air, it would be higher. But if I was at home, do you ever do this? You try to like, I know you got to go to break. But before they do the, do you try to like, try, I to, did. try well, to calm yourself? I was drinking a Bloody Mary. You had a Bloody Mary. That's always good. The, the doctors have said <laughs> right before any test, knock back a Bloody Mary and then go I for thought, it. This is exactly how Dean Martin probably had his blood <laughs> pressure checked was this way. But you know so. what? He didn't live as long, but he had quality of life. He enjoyed his life. Look at this guy. That's D. Wood right there I in know. the house. You believe I tried to name the morning show something different? Yeah, he wouldn't I, listen to I, me. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, me either. Uh, what you got? What's this on your shirt here? What do you know about Bucky's? Nothing. Oh, my God. Where's Leeds, Alabama? What, you ever heard of Charles Barkley? Yes. Charles oh, that, Barkley. That's where he's Leeds. from Leeds, yes. is he? Suburb of Birmingham, and it's right there where the Barber Motorsports Park is. That's a big where they deal run the right IndyCar there. race, yeah. It's a big Buc deal. Bucky started in Texas. We'll do it after the break. But, yeah, callers light up or light up JMV's email yeah. with Bucky's because he, he doesn't know. I have no – what is it? Just kind of like a, some I, I truck don't, stop? I don't have enough bunch time of, to tell you. bunch of truckers taking showers Tr in there? Trucks not allowed at Bucky's. Really? More than 100 pumps at the gas station. They don't have it, shower stalls for the Mike, truckers? Isn't Mike Wells calling in? Yeah. We'll ask him. That's all you need to know. I told you ever Wells shower that, in a, a shower told, stall in a truck stop? I didn't shower, but I, no. did you puke in it? <laughs>
Good grief. Hey, see you guys. The Hatfield clan right there. My brother. See you guys. Take it easy. Yeah. Good time back at USI. You're, you're like the pilot in uh, airplane. You ever showered in a truck I just, stop? I just kind of overwhelmed by that. All right, quick break. Hagan joins us on the other side. Wells Chapel still to come. Again, we're live at back nine. The first annual fan golf outing to benefit Franciscan Health Heart Center. 93.5-107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Hey, my buddy, Swanson, full steam ahead, over there. I want to go over there. I'll move over, Swanson, I'm driving. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Hey, welcome back. We're at the back nine, and we're benefiting today with the first annual fan golf outing. Thank you, fellas, man. Thanks for coming. Let's do this again next year. There's Jimi Hendrix in the house of Live Nation right there. Going to see Jimmy Eat World tonight. Or not. <laughs> Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. Franciscan Health Heart Center. Get your numbers checked today. Believe me. Because I checked mine and I went, holy crap. Not good. Hey, by the way, Chris Hagan's with me right now. What are we playing in the background here for the Wells? We're trying to see if Wells can get it. Mike Wells joins us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline from ESPN Radio. You recognize this, Mike? Oh, hell no, I don't recognize it. And it, it, it sounds like you have a hell of a crowd at back nine over there today. Um, am I hearing that correct? And it's pretty, it's pretty live out there? Is it? Oh, that's the music being played here. That's not even ours. I don't even hear ours. I was playing uh, Sweet Baby by Stanley Clark and George Duke. I heard it yesterday uh, on the satellite radio. I hadn't heard it in forever. I was like, I go, that's a smooth jam. So then we wanted a uh, suggestion. I threw it out there. But if you don't know that song, Wellsy, you need to learn it. Well, I can't. Listen, I love you, Hagen, but there's no way in the world I'm taking a music suggestion from you. You know what? Were you listening before you you uh, called in? Uh, no. Why? What do you have going? Because I'm I'm wearing a a Bucky's T-shirt, and John was asking me what in the hell is Bucky's, and I said, wait till Wells calls in. You can ask him. So that is an example of a suggestion I gave you, a recommendation that paid huge dividends. Well, first of all, when it comes to food, you and I are in agreement on that. But music, we do not roll in the same. But yes, Jamie, you never, John, you've never heard of Bucky's? Uh, no, I've never been there either. I couldn't that? believe that. Yeah, well, I mean, what's what's so great about it? I can, I can buy it barbecue is. corn chips anywhere on the road here. What's what's so great about this? Hey, but you can't you can't get beaver nuts though from there. <laughs> What? Beaver nuggets, Wells. Beaver what? nuggets. Oh, honey, beaver nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Wells' family likes to call them. What are these beaver nuts? What do they do for you? Listen, man. Jay loves calling them beaver nuts. I'm like, dude, beaver nuggets. He goes, no. I got, I got my nuts. Beaver nuts. That's how he describes it. <laughs> It's it um, it's like a giant. There's they started in Texas, and for a while they were only in Texas, and now they're branching out to different locations. The closest one to us is like Richmond, Kentucky. They are they just announced last week. Wells they're going to build one uh, near Dayton, Ohio. That'll be the closest one. But they're ginormous, uh, gas pumps everywhere, clean bathrooms, anything you could want is in there. They got fresh brisket, they got fudge, jerky, uh, sandwiches, <laughs> cinnamon rolls. 
I'm t- they got they got uh, candied nuts since you're on the nut kick. John. This is the best place for fudge and candied nuts I know of. It right is. Here. It really Let's is. Let's drive yeah, to Dayton, be, Ohio. Yeah, Hurry up. Just be careful with this that you're not jerking around with your jerky, all right? You can't be doing that. John's show's just been canceled, Wells. Good job. <laughs> what? By the uh, FCC. Yeah. I, you know what? Maybe this is something that I'm just going to have to have grow on me, I guess, here. I don't, I don't really get the – You'll be it's glad. It's just a big old gas station with no, a bunch of stuff. Not. You'll be no, glad you went. No, I mean, no. I can find egg salad sandwiches at I, Speedway just as good. I never go in there and spend less than 100 bucks. I'll tell you that right now. You spend 100 exactly. bucks in yep. Bucky's? Yep. Yeah, hey, you know, wow. spend a hundred bucks in there. I drive off at the gas pump in the gas, and my <laughs> car still. It, it is it is pure entertainment at Bucky's, Jay. Wells was so excited he drove off from the gas pump with the <laughs> pump still in the car. <laughs> That's good, right there. Somewhere man. in Alabama, there are detectives still looking <laughs> for Mike Wells. <laughs> great Chevy Chase of you, right there, man. That's great. It's uh, Mike Wells of ESPN Radio. He is with us today. Um, all right, so what, what do you make of what you've seen Colts-wise so far? We've had a lot of discussions regarding Jonathan Taylor. Uh, since the last time you joined us, Anthony Richardson has been installed as the week one starter. Give me some of these decisions the Colts are making right now, whether or not you agree with them. Listen, I, I think the biggest one, and you and I have talked about it the last few Fridays, is that if Jonathan Taylor was not starter in week one, Everybody needed needed to freak the hell out about any type of uh, hope for the for this franchise. So uh, I, I love that Shane Steichen went ahead and made that official. I don't think there was any doubt. Um, I don't think anybody should mention the name Jonathan Taylor again until he's either traded or he shows up and all of a sudden his 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 rehab is done and he's ready to play some football for the coach. That's where I'm at with Jonathan Taylor. He should not even be discussed in there. Um, I've, I've been out of Bloomington all day. Has there been any, any update on why Shaq Leonard didn't practice yesterday? No, they, they didn't talk last night, Wells, until after practice at 8. And then, and then Steichen t- didn't meet with the yeah, media. Today's yeah. a travel day. So, yeah, it's, uh, hard hey, to come wait, by hey, hey, where, hey, where, hey, where the hell are they traveling to? Grand Park to uh, Lucas Oil Stadium? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got confused, Wells. I, I have a head injury. Uh, what I was You interrupted my idea. I was going to say you talked about it's you have to start Richardson. But another local media member uh, predicted that successively way back in April – there was another local TV cast, sportscaster. He went, he went way out on a limb to predict this, and I think he deserves a, a pat on the back besides somebody from himself. All right. Hey, well, well how about you go um, and tell us the name and the station of this television anchor, sports director, who predicted that? Let's, let's go ahead and give him props on that scoop, okay? I want to hear from he, you, Hagen. He beat everybody, including myself, to the punch. He knew it. He knew what no one else did. What are we talking? That the quarterback, let me, let the quarterback, joke here. the quarterback drafted fourth overall would be the starter. He had a feeling. He had a feeling, Wells, and he went with it. Are we, are, is this a joke about something right here? You need to get more. You don't know about Bucky's. You don't know about me and Wells' inside joke. But, hey, Mike, what is this inside joke? Does somebody in town hey, say this? We got. Hey, we got to name names know. here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. He needs to mention a name. <laughs> <laughs> 
I hate you, Will. Hey, listen. Hey, so, hey, here's the deal, Jay. True story. I, I promise you guys I'm not lying. I have been, I, I have direct TV, so I have not seen, I have not been able to have any access to CBS4, Fox 59, or Wish, 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 Wish TV for a long time. So if somebody on one of those, one of those three stations. So, okay. So Anthony Calhoun predicted this? Anthony Calhoun predicted that he would be the opening day starter, opening week starter. Uh, my headphones aren't working. I can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> I lost. I lost contact. Come on, AC. <laughs> but I, hey, Mike, I have that problem too, with 59, with CBS four, and I haven't seen Wish TV Channel eight in four years. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Hey, Hagen, get on the ball, man. You're, you're falling behind on um, uh, doing that. Give, giving a, getting uh, the big scoops. Well, what's I think this gets settled before the NFL gets going because we next are our company owns so many CBS and Fox stations that you know obviously have all the football games. Uh, they're gonna burn down the DirecTV headquarters and Nexstar headquarters if they don't have this fixed. So I think it'll get done within the next uh, three weeks. Are you in on these contractual talks? You know, John, they do bring me in. They want my expertise. And, well, no, I don't know anything about this. Uh, but, yeah, I know that our company owns more TV stations than anybody in the country. So they, they flex that muscle a lot. And it's, you know, we got some, some uh, big wigs that they will not be uh, – stared down in situations like this. So I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll figure is, out there. Is that, is that, they got to get a resolve because you, are you, is it because you guys are the home of the Colts? Well, yeah, that's, we're, it's an interesting situation because we're one of the markets where Nexstar owns two stations, Fox and CBS. And clearly I do not speak on behalf of Nexstar, Fox 69, or CBS 4. But I can tell you all 17 Colts regular season games are on – one or both, one of our stations. It's the, every game is on CBS or Fox. So yeah, you would hope nationally and especially locally this gets worked out before September the 10th. Okay. By the way, you still never answered the question of who had Anthony Richardson's uh, scoop. I like how you danced around that with JMV and I, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. I don't remember. I have a head injury. I don't remember what <laughs> so, you're talking about. Um, so will the Colts win more games this year than games you guys miss because of this? <laughs> Look, I have all the faith in the world in the management of Nexstar. I am a DirecTV subscriber, so I've... So you thought we were just going to make fun of Anthony Calhoun this entire segment. No, now we've got to make fun of I have the utmost faith in everyone dealing with this that it will get done. But it's the, you know, that's a lot of money going back and forth. And so they'll figure it out because people like Wells, people like you, and people like me, I have called in and complained to DirecTV. And uh, you've seen what it's done so far. Uh, I, I, in, in all seriousness, I hope it does get resolved because I do want to watch Anthony Anthony Richardson play this season, and I want to be able to watch the other games because uh, Monday I got people reaching out talking about what do you think of Anthony Richardson. I was like, I have no idea because Chris Hagen Station can't get their heads out of their booty and get things resolved, so I couldn't even answer the question about how Anthony all- Richardson looked. It was all my decision, too, Wells. You know that. Um, it is, you know, you can get on, uh, you, you can you can get on c- certain apps too and watch these games, or you can get on the, uh, what is it? The YouTube has the Sunday ticket this year. Yeah, we already pay a lot of money not to jack with that stuff, though. Yeah, well, hey, thank Wells, you, John. Thank you. 
<laughs> Wells, I heard you, you know, we made, we made light of the idea, but, you know, this franchise, you, you, you threw Peyton Manning out there as, you know, a, a first-round pick, and he, he went 3-13 and 13 and threw 28 picks. You threw Andrew Luck out there with a retooled team, and he led him, you know, an unbelievable run to the playoffs. So in situations like this, you, you never know what's going to happen, but I think we all agree that you got to get him out there, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because you're not really playing for this season. You're playing for the future, and you gotta you got to start building this 21-year-old from the ground up. And what, what happens is if you, you play him out there, the Colts struggle still. They don't win many games. The, big, the thing is you want to see what you have as far as being able to erase the questions at quarterback. You want to erase that, okay, we have to find, try to find a quarterback yet again in the offseason. Do we need to try to find a way to get Caleb Williams out of USC? Or you say, okay, we didn't win, but Anthony Richardson was not our biggest problem. Our biggest problem was trying to find a pass rush or get a true legitimate number one overall receiver. Uh, maybe maybe they can get Marvin Harris Jr. next year's draft. You just want Richardson out there so that you don't have to worry about any more questions at quarterback. That's what you want to see and make sure that that, that position is locked down going forward in the future. So, Wells, let me ask you this. The Colts, you know, they played to a tie last year in the season opener down in Houston, and they were happy and lucky to get the tie. Haven't won a preseason opener in a decade. Does that unfortunate streak continue this year? Uh, you mean regular season opener? You don't want regular yeah, yeah, season, season opener, right? A season opener, yeah, yeah, regular season opener. Oh, hell no. Listen, I got hey, Trevor, hey, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, they're like, they're a sleeper team to me in the AFC, man. I, I, I think Trevor's going to take another step. Um, hopefully, Calvin Ridley and his betting issues are resolved. Uh, Travis, uh, um, the running back, Eton In or whatever his name is, I think he, he's going to have a bigger year. I like what they're doing down there in Jacksonville. So, getting that, winning that season opener, um, I would not, if I were a betting man, I would not give the, I would not go in favor of the Colts. That's my point spread is only four as it sits right. You can bet on that week one game and Jaguars are favorite. It, it was three and a half. And then when they named Richardson the starter, it moved from three and a half to four. Oh, man. So, yeah, no. Nah, um, yeah, I'm not. Wells, I'm not, Wells is I'm saying not take the 401k favorite. down. Yeah. Wells says take the 401k down to the betting window and put it all on Jags minus four is what Wells is saying. Yeah, yeah. And then give me some of your money. <laughs> Hey, I do have a question, Mike. Mike Wells joins us. Chris Hagan with me as well. We're a back nine for the fan golf outing to benefit the uh, Franciscan Health Heart Center. Been a great day so far. I, I look at the AFC, and you have Kansas City at the top of the list, and some would probably factor in the Bills and the Bengals. Go ahead. You know, once Joe Burrow was back and, and deemed healthy. Outside of those three teams, who's next in the hierarchy of the AFC? Take Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati out of it right now for the sake of this this argument and this answer. Who's next? Who's the next team in that group? Mike? Oh, I see. I'm not I'm not buying the hype on the Jets. I know they got Aaron Rodgers. They signed Dallas Cook to help out in the backfield. I'm not buying the I'm gonna go with the Miami Dolphins. I'm going with the I'm going with the Dolphins. And that next, that next, I'll go to the next group of three. I go Dolphins, Jags, and I'm going to say the Baltimore Ravens. 
Where do you got? Where do y'all got Chargers in this equation? Man, listen, um, I have no faith in uh, in Staley, the head coach. He, not, he 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 just he just finds a way late in the season or in the playoffs to fumble, bumble, stumble his way. Kellen Moore is going to end up being the head coach of the Chargers at some point. Oh wow! Okay. Well, I look at it this way too. I mean, with with what Sean Payton, you know, had said about what went in in Denver last year and now taking over. I mean, he better have a a memorable type of turnaround here. Oh, he's going to have to answer a lot of stuff. So I'm kind of looking if there's that opportunity for that turnaround, right, of a team, especially one that we saw front and center on a Thursday night in one of the worst games in the history of the NFL, won by the Colts in Denver. I would guess the Broncos would be a part of that reclamation type of project, right? With Sean Payton? Well, hey, I was I sent the Kool-Aid. I sent that orange Kool-Aid at the Broncos last year until that horrible Thursday night game where um well uh, was it Stephon Gilmore got the interception on um, Russell Wilson and Enzo. I'm not I'm not Sean Payton may be a hell of a coach, but I'm not sure what Russell Wilson has left in the tank other than his, other than his ability to make some babies. <laughs> <laughs> who has who has a better year? Uh, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? Oh, Aaron. I mean, hell, Aaron Rodgers is gonna have a better year. I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not believing in the Jets being a Super Bowl contender, but Aaron Rodgers is gonna have a better year. I, I like him more after watching Hard Knocks. I don't know if you guys have been watching, but I, I like him more than I did before. I, I am, I, I am done watching Hard Knocks after watching that that poo poo that poo poo show of it when they followed the Colts like two years ago. After that, I said I was done with, with Hard Knocks. Well, Wells is becoming like – Wells is younger than us, John, but he's quickly yeah. joining our group he is. of the uh, grumpy old man. He's, he's coming to join the dark side. Congratulations, Wells, and welcome. Hey, that's why I love you guys, man. That's why, that's why you guys are my, <laughs> my, uh, my Caucasian brothers, man. That's why I love them. <laughs> hey, Mike, it's interesting, too. We know that the work that you do down at IU as well to uh, – round out great young communicators, but the IU football team's right downstairs from us right here. All of them. Let me go tell them your prediction for the season. <laughs> I got bad reception. <laughs> hey, I will, I will tell them my prediction as soon as Hagen says, who made the prediction about Ant, about Anthony Richardson starting in April? That's when I'll give my prediction. Well, I said that. That's that. That was that must have been AC, right? I Anthony Calhoun. I don't, I don't remember what we were talking about. Hey Wells, <laughs> I got a quick question. John Wells had me speak to one of his Wells had me speak to one of his classes. Yeah. And I was wondering how many of his students uh, got out of the communication uh, business as soon as they got through listening to me talk. You know what, Chris? I tease you all the time. I make fun of you, crack jokes all the time. But in all seriousness, those high school students loved you, bro. They, when you got off the Zoom call, they loved a your knowledge and b your personality. All right, so I will, um, I will give you credit, and I don't like to give you credit, but that's one I can't shy away from. You truly kicked ass that day when you talked to those students. Mark the tape. This will never happen again. It's never happened before. Wells has given me credit. But I, I, you know what? The jokes aside, I was honored you asked me to speak to some young folks, and I was hoping that at least one took something away from it. So I'm really, I'm really uh, honored to hear that. Well, yeah. So, John, I needed, I wanted a, I needed a TV person, uh, sportscaster, and 
I went down the list. I said, I need somebody who's going to have fun, who's not going to, who's not going to talk about themselves the entire time, and they being more inclined to have back and forth conversation with the with the students. And I and Hagen was my prediction by a mile. But from the from well, the, local, call, from the, local, the one kid, local side. the one. The, the one kid had his head on the table, and I called him out. I'm like, hey, wake, wake that kid up. What's he doing? And then I, he looked up and laughed. So I was like, I wanted to make sure, even though it was on Zoom, I wanted to be engaged and, and try to have, you know, a personal touch on it. No, no, he didn't have his head up. So, no, that, that was all good. Hey, I know we will talk again. <laughs> we, will talk, we will talk again before the regular season starts. But Hagen only shows up once every six months these days. So I gotta, I'm going to ask Hagen this. What what is your prediction on wins for the Colts this year? John was asking me earlier about the over under under of, six. Of six, and I said I would go under, but I think it might be right smack dab on six. They may win six games, but like you know, there's you always surprises. Six and eleven. That's what I would um, say right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under on that. Okay. I think five and five and twelve's feasible to me right there. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. About. And, and again, I, I I don't think it's going to be at all record-wise a lot better than what we saw last year. But hopefully, the whole clown show aspect of last year stays out of it. Although you can make an argument, the soap opera aspect has not so far because we find ourselves engulfed in that again. Yeah, um, and you still believe you believe uh, Ballard has at least this season and next season still? Oh yeah, he's going to be here three. He'll be here, Mike. He'll be here, Mike, because you'll you'll see some signs with the young quarterback, even with a disappointing record. Next year, you want to see even more growth, and then that third year is going to be all right. So the proof is going to be here, or we're going to make some changes. So you're going to be here three years. Well, and Wells hit the nail on the head. It's not about wins and losses; it's about stability. No questions about your head coach. You know he's in his first year. No questions about quarterback looking to find the next retread you can bring in. It's like build now and look toward the future. So I think uh, if you're a Colts fan, you want one thing all year: stability. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully they have it because I'm like, I feel sorry for our guys Shaffle and Holder and Joe Erickson and Kevin Bowen because it seems like this training camp was about three to four months instead of just just a month long with all the drama they had to deal with. Hey, by the way, the Colts signed wide receiver James Washington. I believe that's the 27-year-old veteran wide receiver most noted as playing in Pittsburgh. Uh, that move was made a little bit earlier today. They waive injured wide receiver Malik Turner. Turner to IR if he clears waivers. But James Washington brought into the fold as a veteran wide receiver for the Colts a little bit earlier this afternoon. All right, Mike, what you got going on this weekend? Oh, man, I'm sitting in the parking lot waiting on your girl, Layla, uh, right now to uh, get out of volleyball practice. <laughs> and I'm going to be down at UND. She's going to the basketball camp at UND on Sunday. A little uh, soccer, basketball, potato this weekend. So just, just a normal uh, being an Uber, man. What about how, – how's school going for my girl, Laney? Oh, Laney, she got uh, – she plays tomorrow up at uh, Mojo Up. Uh, tomorrow, I think in the morning and, and toward the midday, Blake's running for Ron Colley up at Carmel tomorrow. So I got Colts pregame at 4 and then Jamby takeover from 7 until midnight. So it's going to be a busy Saturday. 
Man, man, man. And, and by the way, um, Hagen won't Hagen won't mention another TV reporter's name the same way you don't re- you don't mention some um, some radio people's name, man. You guys are like <laughs> Well, I didn't I didn't mention that because you've probably seen the changes going on here. New morning show, which begins coming up on Monday, and then Jake Query's moving to the midday. And I didn't mention because somebody had brought this up. Hey, you and Jake are going to do a lot of crosstalk, and I said, yeah, you know, it's kind of like what we started out doing when Dan was there. Uh, we got two days of crosstalk in, and then the second day, um, I, I think I said something that pissed him off or vice versa, and we never did it again. Two days of crosstalk in hey, nine years. All those in nine years? Yeah, nine years. Yeah. Man. Oh, well, two days. That was it. <laughs> hey, so, hey, so, I can't, hey, I can't remember start, what I, it was I, about. And I can't remember. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was. He was the one that was pissed. I think. Um, it's something I said, and then I kind of laughed about it or something, and then that was the end of crosstalk. Oh man! Now you guys can go, you guys can go, can go out there and uh, smoke some meat together, man. Hey, you guys have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next Friday, brother. Tell Layla I said hello to Wells. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio and the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. That's a true story. Like two days of, of crosstalk, and then Wells Wells is a great writer, a great friend, but he's also even more than that. He's the greatest instigator. He's trying to instigate something he between loves you and to AC start with you and everybody. He likes to instigate and he likes to poke, and then he steps aside and laughs and watches to see what happens. I don't think AC would be mad about that, would he? Uh, go to break. <laughs> Hey, who else kidding we? Let's let's dig at some other folks today, just for the hell of it. Who do you want to? I'm dig? surprised you haven't brought in uh, Calabro and Widlick when they almost went. Uh, Widlick. When they almost went. Uh, Did you mono e mono. That was one of the greatest moments of my life, right there. Because <laughs> I thought these two big wussies are going to fight right up here in the press box. <laughs> and that was before cameras and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there would have been no documentation of it. It would have been like an anchorman. They were with both, the two they were both like red-faced, red-faced old men. <laughs> God, that was a great moment. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Hagen's with us. Pat Sullivan's over there. Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Get your questions in. Hashtag ask Pat at JMV1070 on Twitter and or X. And uh, the winner today is going to get free Yeti. Free Yeti from Pat Sullivan of Sullivan Hardware and Garden. That's next. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. If you leave me now, you'll take away the biggest part of me. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, welcome back. We are... Giving away tickets right now to the Hoosier Hardwood Festival, which is coming up. I know you want to be a part of that, won't you? Uh, we're going to talk that up coming up, I think, around 5.30 later on today as well. So be ready for that. The Hoosier Hardwood Festival. And that is uh, actually the 25th which is a Friday through Sunday, August the 27th, Boone County Fairgrounds, Lumberjack Shows, Kids Camps. Hagen, you ever want to be a lumberjack? I still do. Yeah. That'd be cool. Never give up your dreams. Over 200 chainsaw carving artists. Uh, Twiggy the Water Skiing Squirrel. Woodworkers, crafters, wood-themed art. 
big industry equipment, mini educational sessions too. Uh, that is the Hoosier Hardwood Festival, the Indiana Hardwood Festival going on the Boone County Fairgrounds. Number nine at 239-1070 is going to be a winner. You got any chainsaws at Sullivan Hardware? Yeah, Garden we sure Pat? do. People love to steal them. I don't do they know why, really? Yeah, I don't why know are they why stealing people, chainsaws? I don't know. I mean, power you tools. Have home light? No, no. Do they still sell home light chainsaws? You know, that's a great question. I, I don't remember know. Home light home was light. this big chainsaw deal. Yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Steel kind of owns the gas market. We uh, we have ego for we have all uh, you know we're forward thinking. We're all going to be so ego have, one of these days. We are going to be Seriously. ego. It's uh, all battery. Yeah, I mean it's pretty amazing. You know, you have battery cars and. These are, uh, they have the 52-inch zero-turn lawnmower that is battery. Was, was the guy that stole the chainsaw wearing a, an old-school hockey mask? <laughs> <laughs> when, when will we view, you think, when will we view, like, vehicles and such that run on uh, on gas? When will we view that as, like, the old, old locomotive? Oh, I don't know. Steam engine. This got deep really quick here, John. It did. Yeah, it did. I know. It did. You know, well, you I said was ego, uh, and I was just kind of curious. Well, it? you know, I was uh, I was thinking shoplifters, and there <laughs> we had a shoplifter two nights ago, and he was old school. Because speaking of old school, he stuffed in his pants. Yes, he took this huge set of nut drivers of all things. Yeah. they're nut drivers <laughs> in his pants, and he shoved it right down the front. And I thought, God bless him. Thank God somebody's just not like walking out going, "Hey, I'm taking this." But he shoved it down his pants, and you could tell it was a little uncomfortable. That little wiggle. Did yeah. you, uh, you guys saw him easily, huh? Yeah, he did it right in front of a camera. Oh, he did? Yeah, I don't know why people don't see the cameras. So do you have people watching? No. No. Let's give all the tips now that you can, John, to how to shoplift at Sullivan. Yeah. That's a good idea. I, sh- I should say we are. We monitor those cameras in a. Uh, what would you say is the best time to go in there and maybe grab something? <laughs> Definitely between When do the camera seven, watchers go out to lunch? Seven and eight would be the prime time, Chris. Everyone's tired. You got high school kids on their phones. Yeah, definitely. Hey, just, uh, Seven to eight. Kind of security system is in there that, after hours. When's the best time to shove a bunch of nut drivers in your pants? <laughs> it's just I couldn't believe it. It's like, dude, this guy is really actually shoving it in his pants. He just gave him a round of applause as he yeah. tipped the cap as he walks Motivation out. right there. Yeah, he had his girlfriend with him. She had a backpack, and she was kind of loading that up. Oh, my God. So, Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden, hashtag AskPat. We've got free Yeti for you get those questions in at JMV 1070. Hashtag Ask Pat. Chris Hagen is also here. Saw Mark Sion and company a little bit earlier. Yeah. They dropped a big green big egg green off egg. in my driveway today. That was awesome. It is looking awesome. And you guys have Egg Fest this weekend. You know what? Egg Fest. The, you know, I, I want to say that it's all our promotion and it's so much fun. But weather plays a lot into it. And the weather looks absolutely beautiful. Yeah. We have uh, pre-sold. 850 tickets already. Say what? Yeah. Bands. That's more than it's going to be at the Colts game tomorrow night, probably. <laughs> I'm just joking. Come on it's just now. a joke. I know. 800 plus, huh, for Egg Fest. Yeah. Bam. Yeah, eight, yeah, so that's just the pre-sale. So it'll be, uh, should be a record breaker, but it's got the bands start playing at 10 o'clock. The bands will play till 4 o'clock. What bands are playing? Uh, the uh, Downstairs Dads and Boogie Nights. I love Boogie oh, wow. Nights. That's good right there. Yeah. What's Downstairs Dads? I don't know, and I'm not even sure I got their name right. You know what you got out here at 7 <laughs> o'clock tonight, right? Was it the Basement Dads? Maybe it was the Hardwood Dads. <laughs> I'm not sure. Out here on the stage right after this show at 7, the Cornfield Mafia. 
the cornfield mafia the like is that like a mafia that's big south side big time you know somebody gave me a time bottle of whiskey here. the uh cornfield was that a is that a drew uh drew storm storm thing yeah, yeah. field of dreams yeah what drew we got that from the bottom well. show actually yeah. that's what's going well for you know what drew gave me a bottle of that it was bottle number three and instead of keeping it forever i just cracked of the thing course. open Did you just really it. yeah but then i go oh man. man he goes you know that was like the third ever bottle made <laughs> I go, okay. Whose idea was that? Was that his father's idea, do you think? No, I know for sure it wasn't. Dude, was it really? Drew? No, because Mar- Mark, once upon a time, and if you don't know this, Drew Storm, the former major league pitcher, um, has Field of Dreams, um, his his whiskey, and it's made from the corn, corn. of the Field of Dreams from the movie in Iowa. Um, his his dad, once upon a time, told me the only thing he ever had drink-wise, he took a shot of beer when Ball State made it all the way to play UNLV, a shot of beer. And then one time he, uh, he came up to me and goes, uh, well, great. Uh, you used to talk about alcohol all the time, and now that's all Drew talks about is alcohol. <laughs> Well, that doesn't mean Mark couldn't come up with the idea. He didn't have I to love drink it. it. He said it exactly like that. Yeah. Now, the late, great Ron Sexton can do it much better than yeah. I just gave it justice for. But, no, nah, he, he – and I laughed. I said, yeah, there you go, buddy. There you go. So, no, nah, man, Drew's doing a great job with that, obviously. Yeah. Uh, How obviously cool. That's Mark. a that's really cool, though. Yeah, yeah but he gave a great me bottle Christmas num- gift. He came in and goes, hey, it's bottle number three. And I, I didn't see it at the time. I didn't know it was bottle number three, and I drank. And he told me. That's like giving he goes, you they a, have a three on the back. And I went, dang it. That's like getting a priceless stamp and you put it on there to pay your yeah. power bill. You'll use it. There you go. Take it off. All right, so Benjamin Franklin. What, what time does Egg Fest start? Uh, 10 o'clock. 10 until 4 tomorrow. It's going to be great, man. That's a big deal. You got uh, all, all sorts of meats, including seafood. Uh, yeah, man. You know what? The, the grillers are over there. Uh, they've been there all day today, so we open up the bar for them, and they they're uh, you know they they're dry rubbing uh, <laughs> meat. They got yeah. everything you can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine over there, and it's uh, so there's uh, thirty. They're they're cooking on almost seventy eggs in thirty four booths. Wow! And some of these guys have been there you know thirteen years. This is the fifteenth annual, so uh, it's uh, it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's I like the competitive nature too. It I, you know, I've been out yeah. there before, and we saw our friend Mike Wells out there. He was trying to uh, show what a how, how well he can do. Yeah, yeah. you know what Wells has not he has not spoken to me. I wondered about not, that. He was just on right before. I know. You. I heard him. Yeah, I heard him. He just he hadn't spoken to me. He's he lost three straight uh, smoke offs to me. Now. Yeah, exactly. I, well, we, that's what happened. You know, we sent money to his charity. Uh, you know, a second place, of course. <laughs> and uh, I actually thought I really thought it was his year. But I will say his uh, his uh, smoking partner from uh, one of our chefs uh, kind of went out on an edge, and I thought yeah. uh, little sweet fell meat. over fell over the edge. Sweet meat didn't make quite it. honestly. We went straightforward mesquite, baby. Well, you know, there is done. a thing about rubbing your meat too much, well, and in that case, as you all know, in that case, it was just too much. It was. And, uh, and then Wells one time with uh, Pam Humphrey from the Colts, they had a uh, pie a pie contest, and Wells lost that as well. So uh, at pie, least he's a cons- pie eating contest. No, they prepared oh. pies, <laughs> and uh, Wells. There's no ways Wells. Eat, missing uh, out on a uh, always. Wells also a runner-up in that. Yeah. But I think that 
motivates him to continue to continue to, trying. Yeah, to keep trying. You know, he, he's just going to have to be a little more involved next year, I think, as, you know, and, yeah. and, and to keep his chef in line. Uh, the uh, world-famous uh, Joey Chestnut. I was in Canada, and scrolling along the bottom of Canadian TV was Joey Chestnut breaks the uh, yeah. the Canadian record for eating donuts. The guy is everywhere. He is everywhere. Yep. From Westfield, Indiana. Westfield, now. Indiana. Does he, does he dip those Joey in water, Jones. too? Does he you know, that's those? a great question. Yeah. Because I think I could. If you I go. Think I think you got to soften everything up like that. You know, uh, there was a funny uh, Adam Carolla one time. He said when you're having the hot dog eating contest, like every fifth hot dog should be a, a giant chili cheese hot dog. It'd be like the money ball when you're having the three-point contest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It should count as two. <laughs> yeah, that's no doubt right there. Hashtag Ask Pat. Here's a question from Jason Ellis. Are you ready? Yep. Uh, a great horned owl has made my backyard his evening hunting ground. My wife is worried our 15-pound dog is at risk for attack when he goes outside to do his business. It is a beautiful animal, but anything I can do to move it along. Wow. You know, generally to move uh, certain animals awesome, though. Uh, along, we actually will put out fake owls. Yeah. You know, and some of them have heads that spin around like the exorcist. I mean, they spin <laughs> 360. But I'm not sure would a great horned owl be afraid of another owl. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not so you may sure. Not, you may not have a sufficient answer for Yeah, the that owl. one I might have to. I'm going to pass. All right. I'm um, going to pass. Joe C. asked this. Is the emerald ash borer still a thing? Hashtag uh, ask It is definitely has uh, moved on, and they're thinking that the ash trees that survive are in pretty good shape, but they're recommending that you still treat them. Uh, just like you did during the height of the uh, emerald ash borer. Ah. So. So I would, if, if your ash tree is still looking good, uh, at this point, don't, just keep treating it. Hashtag Ask Pat from Mike Mooney. What's the best way to kill Japanese stilt grass? It's taking over areas of my yard. Uh, you know what? I think that uh, you could uh, go online and look for a product called Tenacity. And it is one that's kind of a special one that kills nimble will, yeah. kills uh, annual bluegrass, and it kills a lot of weedy grasses that uh, might that might just be on the list. Just look look it up. Tenacity. It's made by Sagenta. Where are we this time of year as far as things we need to be thinking about in our lawn? You know what? I was stopped by one of your listeners right as I walked in, and uh, he wants to get ready to seed his lawn. He said his lawn's full of weeds, and he knows that right now mm-hmm. is the time he needs to start killing weeds so that in by the uh, third week of September, you can put down grass. If you wait too much longer than that, the grass may come up, but the freezing thaw cycle kind of uh, will, will probably kill the grass over the winter. So now is the time to uh, start prepping. If you want to do some fall seeding, you want to start clearing your lawn yeah. of weeds and, and noxious grasses. So uh, Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden, hashtag Ask Pat. Are we in our final one of the summer here? I think so, because we, like I say, we're going to take a two-week cruise. We, so you're going to the British Isles, right? Yes, we are. So we're going to Ireland. Uh, yep. Uh, I think we're going to stop in Belfast and Dublin. And, nice. uh, you know, uh, when I, we're on a cruise, I don't really pay attention to where we're going yeah. <laughs> figure they'll figure it out then but i think uh uh wales uh nice. we were going, going to the isle of white 
No? I'm not really sure. That's where a level 42 is from, Hagen. Oh, yeah. There you go. The Isle of Wight. Look for the, uh, when you're over there, look for the O'Hagans. That's that's my people, the O'Hagans. You know, uh, my mother uh, gave me some uh, very good advice when we were in Ireland for the very first time. She said, don't look up the relatives. They may want money. <laughs> so, so we kind of keep Probably true. It so so I, I would think the O'Hagans could be just like that. Very, this is going to be a so. cold weather type of cruise, though. Uh, right? You know what? It's a, it's a 60s, 70s. That'd be a lot of inside and a lot of eating. Ah, you could be have a wee bit soft day, so a little <laughs> bit of a mist. Yeah. What do, you, what do you do on your boat when it's misting outside and cold and wet? Dude, you know what? I, I can rely. I mean... My life is is hectic. So look at your life. It's I mean, oh, it's hectic. I, I have high around. blood pressure. It's like I heard I found that. that out today. I heard that. Yeah, it's nice to have nothing scheduled. Yeah. I find in this life. Yeah. but they have lots of uh, you know excursions. You take yep. an excursion in the morning. You know, so. It's fun. Have That's you ever been fun. on a cruise besides a booze cruise? I've, I've this is to, not a booze cruise. <laughs> I've been to Alaska, and then I went on a cruise in the Caribbean to the Caymans. The Caribbean, Belize, those are the booze cruises. Cosimo. Those are not, you yeah. know, you might as well do that. You might as well not even leave the dock. I so, love uh, Belize. It was awesome. So when Pat's gone, not only is it a good time to shoplift from the store, you could also break into his house. So thanks for that information. <laughs> you know, and I actually have, I can watch the 65 cameras from my phone. Chris. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Note to self, wear yeah. a mask. Ask. Hey, buddy. Yeah. We always love having well, you. Thanks for look for the cameras. That, <laughs> that's what I hear. That's what I. Okay. That's what I'm. I'm sorry, John. That's what I'm asking of shoplifters. Have the decency to look up and see where the camera is yeah. and shove it down your pants somewhere else. Have a game plan, people. Yeah. Come on, people. Have a great vacation. Thank you very great much. Cruise. Thanks for the entire summer. Yeah. Hey, awesome. thanks for it. Has been fun. Thanks and, very uh, much if you for having me. Anything else? Let me know. Egg Fest tomorrow. Tomorrow from 9 until uh, 4. You can get tickets at SullivanHardware.com. Or you can buy tickets uh, at the door, but sometimes there is a line that forms. And I so. will uh, call you guys on the Home and Garden Show tomorrow That'd be great. morning. Yeah, I expect uh, at least to do a half hour. Nine call at the right time. Don't one. call up against the – you know, know, we're WIBC. We have hard outs. I know. It's <laughs> not like this thing that I you're know. on where it we're doesn't the, matter. We're the Wild West around here. Yeah. We just go whenever we want no, to. No, if we're at, you know, 57.50, we're out. You're tight. doesn't matter who you you are. <laughs> Pat Sullivan, everybody. You, Thank you, Pat. Pat Thanks. Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware you, Garden. Awesome, Hashtag Ask Pat. Quick break. We'll come back. Back nine. It's the first annual fan golf outing on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Are you kidding? 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, welcome back. We are having a blast today. Back nine, our first ever fan golf outing to benefit American Heart Association. And it reminds you of the annual Heart Walk, which takes place Saturday, the 16th of September at Victory Field. Again, uh, beneficial to the American Heart Association. And thank everybody out here today, including the Franciscan Health Heart Center, tested me, high blood pressure. I know my number now. Let's do something about that, bud boy. And you should as well. And again, Shout out to all the sponsors, all the listeners that made this event spectacular. There will be a number two because everybody had a great time earlier today. By the way, two at the back nine tonight, seven o'clock. The band on the stage outside, Cornfield Mafia. Robert's in that band, Cornfield Mafia. Listener Robert 
is a part of that. That begins at 7 o'clock later on this evening. Meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline from CBS 4 and Fox 59, Mike Chappell joins me and Chris Hagan of Fox 59. And I know we kind of struggled with your phone a little bit yesterday, but we do, I guess, have some worthy news, right? Because, unfortunately, Ashton Doolin goes down for the season with, uh, I believe, in that first matchup with the Bears that combined practice the other right. night with an ACL. James Washington, the veteran wide receiver, signed a little bit earlier today by the Colts, Mike. Yeah, and so many times at this time of the camp, you're bringing in bodies who are just kind of camp bodies. This guy's got a resume where for four years in Pittsburgh, he was pretty good. You know, wasn't you know wasn't top of the charts throw bowl, but he you know 40, 50 catches. So th- this is interesting, uh, and he'll have a chance in that group. To, to earn a roster spot, uh, that, you know, coming in this late, he's, he's certainly playing catch up. But losing Ashton Doolin, it, it's funny. He, I always kind of compared him to like Zach Pascal, to where, yeah, he's going to be your fourth or fifth guy, but before you know it, he, he's much more important. So they need to find another body. You really like Pittman and Pierce, and Josh Downs has been really, really good. Isaiah McKenzie. Who that fifth guy is going to be, I don't know. Mike Strawn, you keep, you keep waiting for him, but he wasn't able to finish practice last night with a groin leg injury. So they're, they're still trying to find the bottom of that receiver group, and this guy has done it before. Hey, Chap, uh, 40th year of Colts in Indianapolis, 40th year you're covering the Colts. You've seen it all. You saw all the hype when Peyton Manning comes in. Obviously, he's the unquestioned week one starter same thing with luck in 2012 and now you know uh, not the overall number one pick but the fourth overall pick anthony richardson and there were still questions will he be the guy uh you know there was excitement some people saying maybe you go with Minshew, but now we're off and running it's going to be richardson for sure um but not not obviously the same resume not only as far as uh the numbers but just the starts in general that that luck and manning came into the league with yeah, the, the hype's different, it seems like. I mean, everybody expected Manning and, and Luck to just sort of be the guy, even though, you know, Peyton's rookie year, it, it, it took a while to kind of get to get going, the 3-13. and 13. But, but now what Richardson does is, boy, he gives you hope. He gives you a reason to believe in the future. I, I, I'm kind of glad they did it early like they did because it gives everyone, okay, he's the guy. They, they can really tailor the offense around him. The receivers and the tight ends know who, who's going to be the guy. And I really just kind of strap it up because this is going to be a joyride. It's going to be up and down and roller coaster. And you just kind of hope that the bad times aren't really, really bad. And and the good times are, are again, they give you a glimpse of the future. We, everything we saw in camp, I think, is what we expected. The big arm. You know, really, really good when he runs the ball and tucks it and does the RPO. And then he throws some passes that you think, holy smokes, what was that? But I think that, I think that's what we're going to see. But, you know, let the kid get in there and grow. And as long as he's not hurting himself or the team, you go with him and just sort of take what you can get. Yeah, I think it's good, too, that he won't be – 
wondering, you know, looking over his shoulder, like, are they going to yank him and put Minshew in there? You'll, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly is what I've been saying. He'll, he'll have growing pains, and in some cases he'll have some throwing pains. My question is, Peyton has made light of the fact for years that he holds the rookie record, not just for the Colts, but for the league, with uh, 28 interceptions. Now there's, there's 17 games now instead of 16. Do you think that's a number that Richardson will perhaps flirt with? Well, I don't think so. I don't think they'll put him in a position all year to, to have the chance to throw 28. I, I just don't. Uh, I mean, they're going to they're going to let him play. They're they're going to do you know they're they're going to tailor this offense around what he does, what his strengths are the the, the running and the, the big arm putting the ball down the field. I just don't see him throwing about 45 times a game to where he's going to have a chance to throw three or four in a game. I just don't. Uh, but, but again, you got, you, you're going to let him play, but I just don't know that, the, that they don't want to be that quarterback, you know, reliant. That's why they've got to get this running game really going, which we won't know until the season starts how this is going to yeah. shake out. But well, I really don't think they're going to give him a chance, a chance to, to break that record. Well, if he does throw picks, chap, maybe they'll be uh, when he chucks it 70 yards down the field, it's even better than a punt. Yeah, so I saw that clip, and I mean, we've seen we've seen the arm. I mean, he he can throw it seventy yards. And what's crazy, it's with a flick of the wrist. That's what's crazy is how effortlessly he does that. But but you know, how often do you do that? I mean, not very. So, <laughs> with five but, but seconds it, to go really, in the first half, yeah. Right, but but it's impressive to watch him throw and. I still think he needs to work. What will be a work in progress is the accuracy in the touch. He had a throw to Pierce the other night that was high and hard on a deep end. That Pierce sort of needs to catch that. But what we're going to see this year is the quarterback really testing receivers to make tough catches because what we've seen, that ball's not always going to be where it needs to be. But again, as long as he's not getting his head beaten in with pass protection or he's just making stupid plays, you know, somebody asked Shane Steichen, now, is he your quarterback for the year? He said, he's our quarterback. So I, yeah. I don't know what it would take for him to, to be pulled. He would have to just look lost or whatever. But again, strap it up because they're going to go with the young kid. I, and, um, Again, it's Mike Chappell of CBS4 and Fox 59 with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. You know, Chris brought up that, that point regarding interceptions and, you know, talking about utilizing him on the ground. And, and that's great, right? And I know it's a completely different player, but it, it goes pretty quick, doesn't it, Mike, when you have a quarterback that can move and you utilize that to the best of your ability. In the case of, of Andrew Luck, that's exactly what he did in those moments early on in his career. That was his his signature move, the extension of the play. And that's what they're going to be looking for regarding their quarterback situation now and Anthony Richardson. But when, when does that become a detriment? And that's why it would seem to me you would be so much more hardcore about making sure your running game's intact and making no matter what you have to do regarding Jonathan Taylor here, we'll get into that in just a second. But to be where they are with that running game and wanting to rely on your quarterback to run it a lot and not throw it very much because you're worried about interceptions, that does not seem like the greatest of recipes to start a season. What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, they, they, again, you, so much of what they want to do early is going to be run the ball, and that includes the quarterback. Well, the problem is, and what we've talked about, boy, can you imagine Richardson and Taylor running that RPO on, on the edge, and, and it's a threat both ways. Who's going to have to do it? If I'm a defensive coordinator and I've got Zach Moss or Deion Jackson out there running out, running the option like that, I'm not worried about the running back. I'm just going to say go attack the quarterback. And that's why they really need to get this Jonathan Taylor thing resolved. And I don't know how they do it. I, I really don't. It, both, both sides are really dug in. And until – I don't know what the next step is. Is it for the team to say, we think you're healthy, we believe you're healthy, and he says, no, I'm not, and then where do you go? Uh, I, I just don't know. But, but to think that this running game will be okay without Jonathan Taylor – you're crazy. It's just not going to – what were they, 2.9 yards at Buffalo with a running back? Yeah, right. And I realize it's preseason, and they always average 2.9. But it's just not the same. You know, Taylor gives you that threat to go. If it's a five-yard run, he may get to 30. So I don't know where this thing goes. They need to get it resolved. I would say in the next couple of weeks, we need to have some movement because, you know, not before too long, they've got a 53-man roster to put together. So I'm really curious how this is going to go. And I I just don't see, you know, there has to be a compromise. And I don't know what that compromise is when both sides are so dug into their their stance. Mike, Greg Raystraw and Rick Venturi in the booth, third quarter coming up tomorrow night. Jim Irsay, the Colts owner, will join them. And you know that Rick's going to ask this question. What is your anticipated answer from the normally very outspoken and very open Colts owner? If I had to guess, uh, he's not 100%, and we're not going to put him out there until he's 100%. Uh, and and that, that to me, that's what it's going to be now. Now, whether Rick can get two or three follow-ups in about why is he a hundred percent? I've asked two or three people in the organization. You know, is he rehabbing that same injury from the surgery that normally takes six weeks to heal, and here we are seven months? Is this? Did he aggravate it did, during his rehab? Did he? Did he do something else during his rehab? And well, all you get is the yeah, it's an ankle. Well, yeah, I know it's an ankle, but. And, and, and it's really hard. I've never really questioned a player who's injured. I, you just can't because you don't know what's in their head or what they feel like. But when, when you throw the contract situation in the middle of this, you really, you're just skeptical about everything. And then, and then he, he, he you know, was it two weeks ago when he, when he left the team to, to rehab on his own? I, in all my years, I can't remember a player doing that. I mean, going off on his own and with his own people and doing his rehab. What does that say about what he what he thinks about your own medical staff, rehab staff? So I, I don't know. Again, it, it's not toxic yet, but I, I, I it, it seems like we're close to that. And again, somehow it needs to be resolved. I, I would it'd, it'd be interesting to get the owner to, to have three or four follow-ups to say, well, but what is it? What, what are we dealing with yeah. and, and all this? Because in, in a couple of weeks, they've got to make a decision on his status on this roster. Well, I, I can only speak for myself, chap, but all of my dealings with him, with Jonathan in the locker room and at Colts events, he, he has been nothing but delightful, great to right. talk to, thoughtful answers. And so I, I wish we'd have the opportunity to hear from him. 
uh, I, I don't know if the if the maybe the Colts don't want to put him out there, or he said he doesn't want to talk. But uh, I, even if he if he just reached out to you or just you know one person and got him on the record, like, hey, how do you feel? What 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 hurts? Yeah. What why did you rehab? Because I think in talking to him in the past, he's always been great about being really forthcoming about things and giving thoughtful answers. So I would love to hear from him, but you know, that's not the case right now. I'm curious your opinion on this. Who do you think in the short term and the long term, who does this hurt more with him not playing, the Colts or him as an individual and a player in this league? Him as an individual. I mean, yeah, the owner didn't didn't put it really well, but, but he's right that the league will go on. There will be a game September 10th. The Colts will have a running back, whether it's JT or somebody else. And I, I, I just can't think of a lot of times where a player – under contract with holding his services has worked out well for the player. Yeah. Uh, and again, he, he can't be active until he passes his physical. Let, let's go there. So, you know, but you're right about JT. He, he, he had been really, really good to work with. And he's, you know, whatever it was on Thursdays, we talked to him. And when we talked to him in April, go back to April when we talked to him and, and it was, Hey, I'd like, you know, I'd like it. I'd like an extension, but I, I love playing here. And, you know, I, I, I put pen to paper and I signed a four-year contract. And since then, it's been totally different. I, I'm guessing that's when the team said, well, we're not going to give you an extension. And then he, he changed agents. And we've gotten this, you know, line in the sand where, you know, I want an extension. No. I want a trade. No. And then here we are. So uh, it, it, he, 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 has, he has taken a different stance, a grammatical different stance. And I, I think he deserves an extension, but but it's at such a, a, a an awkward time to where you know number one the running back market is awful, but locally you got a team that was four wins last year, and he's not going to be your long he's not going to be your long term running back, but you know two or three more years is what you want, but he's under contract and, and by the way he's coming off of an injury and you just don't know until he's out there practicing so all of that goes on you just don't know where he is I, you're right I would love to have him talk and this is not the team saying he can't talk it, it's not uh, if he wanted to come over there and, during one of our media sessions and say okay what do you guys want to know but I don't think that's going to happen because there's a lot of questions that he probably isn't ready to talk about you know what is this injury what's going on here and, and all that and i don't know that it serve it, it would it would help us i don't think it serves him well to talk but boy he, when when the player doesn't talk you, you're kind of you know you're, we're, we're reading body language and practice and then we're, we're, we're assuming what's going on when he's not here and it, it's for him to talk would clear a lot of things up but i don't think he's in position to do that right now i really don't uh, and I got two words for him when he wonders about the contract. And the, I mean, the two words, Marlon Mack. You know, that, that's how yeah. he became the starter. He was a second-round pick. You know, the, the whole first round passed on him. He's been great, uh, no doubt about it, on the field. Uh, probably, you know, they undervalued him in the draft. But Marlon Mack was the guy. He was coming off a great season. He gets hurt, never the same. And that's what you're looking at now. He's coming back from an injury. You don't know what you have with him. And it, it's hard to go into the pocketbook, you know, even for a, a shorter extension and give him more money when we know how running backs are devalued and how that right. shelf life of even the greatest backs can be cut dramatically when they come back from an injury. 
But that, but that's why he wants an extension and more money because you know the the, the lifespan is shorter. So he says, hey, give, give me my money now and, and I'll do it for you. But I just, you know, that's not going to happen. You know, could they give him more this year? You know, boost his contract this year probably. But then he might want, hey, but I'll do this, but you're not going to franchise me next year. And the team's not going to do that. The team's not going to give up its chance to franchise him next year if that's what they want to do. So it's it, it, it's such a unique situation. And each side, to me, neither, to me, neither side is wrong. And when neither side is wrong, it's really hard to find a compromise because, again, each side thinks they're really set in their ways and they're right. So Mike Chappell with us. Mike, you're surprised. The reason why I bring this up is you had a couple of weeks ago the whole non-football-related injury topic uh, that was brought to your attention, and Stephen Holder of ESPN.com had it as well. Are you surprised that there has not been some sort of uh, uh, fundamental positive, according to the Taylor side, leak of information that hasn't popped here other than you know his his agent obviously going to social media and and doing what he did are you surprised we haven't heard anything at all um at least leakage wise from the taylor side of things well now they came out after after steven and i reported about you know a possible back injury he came out he came out and said you know no no back back injury uh but beyond that we've got nothing and i i I don't i I, again i i guess it would be would suit Taylor's purpose if he says, hey, I'm not healthy, and this is why. But then, but then you need some details. Well, again, why aren't you healthy? Why, why, why is it at a surgery that normally it's a, it's a six-week recovery? You know, and he, he even made it very clear. This, this is hey, just cleaning out some stuff and, and all this. And here we are seven months later, and, and, and he seems no closer to being back on the field. That, that's what's so strange. And, and when this happens, you start speculating what's going on, and you keep coming back to the contract. Let's say the Colts give him an extension tomorrow. You know, what, what he would play for. Then is he practicing the next day? So it, it's will he just, feel? It's yeah, just, will he feel better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so again, something's got to happen. I don't. We're always concerned when when the owner goes on TV because, and keep in mind, this is the Bears in town. To the next to the last preseason game, and gosh, what happened the last time? <laughs> yeah, was the case. four years ago. Hey, Chap, <laughs> so, the, the, the interesting part of the net dynamic that you kind of touched upon is, you know, we've all had ailments, we've we've been sick, we've had broken bones, we know we've had hip replacements, whatever, and right. all a doctor can do, all a doctor can do is tell you structurally and based on what I know, right. you should you should be Correct. feeling okay. But if the patient or player is saying they don't, all you can go on is their word. So we don't know how he actually feels. And you're right. If right. he signed an extension tomorrow, he might say, hey, guess what? I feel 100%. So that that's the one thing that only he knows exactly how he feels right now. And that's why, again, like, like you say, it would be really great to have him talk. And he, and he can explain things. Hey, I'm, I'm PO because I wanted an extension. I'm PO because I wanted a trade. But here's where we are. I'm not practicing because. I have a passive physical because. And we're not getting the because from him or from the team. Other than, you know, what, what Shane Stein can say. He's rehabbing, and when he's, when he's cleared to play, practice, he'll practice. Well... You know, again, again, the se- the season's not going to wait. And when rosters are cut to 53, he's either active or he's on pup for whatever it is, eight games, whatever the rules are now, eight games, which serves nobody any good. 
So uh, we'll, in the next couple of weeks, there's got to be movement, and I have no idea what it is. Hey, Mike, I know you said this a little bit earlier that you, you, you're not in the spot where you ever want to, you know, judge or try to guess on whether or not a player is healthy. But let's just say, for example, we're kind of in this moment right now, and I've said the same thing uh, from what I had heard that his excused absence is is legitimate. Um, on the other side of it, it seems to me like this is more of, situationally speaking, Mike, for him, is more of a hold-in than it is anything else, than it has to do with, you know, injuries or being 100% or whatever. Would you side on that he is still in the process of coming back from some said injury or that this is just a form of a hold-in? Again, I, I, I guess I had to take him at his word, but, boy, with everything going on, it seems like a hold-in. It, it just does. But it's, it's, I, I just can't go to where I'm questioning a player. I know what these guys go through. It just seems like that he had to have done something else to that ankle to where this isn't, you know, this isn't exactly what happened and after the surgery. It just seems like that something else happened. Again, he, he could have tweaked it when he was rehabbing with the Colts. You know, he, he's done a lot of rehab with the Colts when, when he was here. And, you know, it's, it's certainly re- realistic that something could have happened, but you don't know. So, and again, every time that, that he's away from the team or whatever, you just wonder what's going on. Uh, and, again, I, I don't know how this ends. I don't know that Jim Burst is going to advance the needle much uh, Saturday. I, I, would, I wouldn't think he would inflame things very much. I mean, that serves nobody purpose. But it, it, what's crazy is, is when we talked to Jimmy in, in, in practice that day, well, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that. But, boy, we, we're really hoping that Jonathan Taylor is a big part of what we're doing this year. And that's where Jonathan Taylor is saying, well, that's fine. Then pay me like I should be paid because he's, he's grossly underpaid. He is. But that's the way the NFL works. It's business. And right now the business side does not favor Jonathan Taylor, the running back. Well, I know he's on a bunch of billboards and programs and commercials and uh, stadium. He's a, he's a lot of places. Yep. He, he's he is a he is if not the face, one of the faces of this franchise. But I tell you, one thing we found on the the mirrors on the stadium, they can change those pretty quick. <laughs> they can. <laughs> they certainly can. Hey, Anthony Richardson takes snaps tomorrow night. You know what I would do? I would. I saw Eberflus said his guys, uh, Justin Fields is not. I, yeah. I would I would have Richardson come out of the tunnel, announce him, and, and have three very, very innocent snaps and then set him down. I, I wouldn't blame much, but but I do think it would be kind of cool to have him come out for the first time and and be announced and, and, and be on the field to start the game and not even remotely put him in harm's way. So Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pile Always a pleasure, Mike. We'll see you coming up tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Mike, Mike Chappell on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pile With that, you need to bail, correct? Yeah, I'm out of here. Chris Hagan, you can check him out Fox 59. You can check us out on 59 Sunday night. Tomorrow night, 6.30, Fox 59, our Blue Zone pregame show, right up to kickoff on uh, Fox 59. Who's with 5. you? Me, uh, Chris Widlick. All right, the fighter. 
Yeah, he's going to punch me in the nose because I brought that up. But, yeah, we'll be right there on the sidelines at 630 and take you up to kickoff. Love it. All right, buddy. Good to see you, man. All right, we'll be we'll back. see you tomorrow, too. Chris Hagan of Fox 59 right there. Quick break, and we shall return. The Hoosier Hardwood Festival is what I've been talking about. We've been giving away tickets. A little bit more insight on that and also where we are as far as our first ever golf outing at Back 9. The fan golf outing at Back 9 continues on. We're back with you next. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. And the beat goes on. Yeah. And the beat goes on. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. There's Mellon Camp coming back here. Number nine at 239-1070. You can go see the Jim Irsay Collection Band. That is, is it September the 9th? Did I get that right there, James? September the 9th? Yeah. I think it's the 8th. Is it the 8th? My bad. September the 8th, Lucas Oil Stadium. A pair of tickets right now. You can go. John Mellencamp, Stephen Stills, and Wilson of Hart. Uh, Peter Wolf of Jay Giles Band, among other incredible musicians, all in one place. And, of course, the Jim Irsay Collection also there. September the 8th, Lucas Oil Stadium. Two tickets, number 9, 239-1070 right now. But joining us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, we've been giving away tickets to this all week long. Of course, talking about the Hoosier Hardwood Festival, Friday the 25th of August through Sunday the 27th, the Boone County Fair grounds. Ray Moister joins us. The executive director of the Indiana Hardwood Lumberman's Association is with us now. Hey, Ray, thank you very much for the time, sir. How you doing? Hey, happy Friday, John. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Um, I come from a rural area, and obviously I've used a chainsaw before. Um, I don't know if I'm great at it by any stretch of the imagination, but you have a few folks, among others, that are really good at utilizing the chainsaw where you're going to be in Boone County coming up, right? You're right, and not only that, but you kind of fit right in as a sycamore, too, so you're you're right there uh, tracking right with the forestry <laughs> folks here for the event. But, yeah, there will... There will be a lot of chainsaws there. It might rival the roar of the uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway a little bit. That's that's pretty awesome. But where do you begin? Like, what is the most popular thing that you have seen in the past that people are just kind of drawn to over anything else as a part of your event? Yeah, it's funny you ask that because it's not necessarily what we thought it might be when we when we started. We've got some of these uh, lumberjacks that are incredible athletes in their own right, uh, like the ones you see on the steel timber sports competition. But what people love to come and see, and then they um, uh, stampede to go to go get to, is the chainsaw carvers. We have. 25 or so chainsaw carvers from all over the United States, and they're out there, and they're they're working right in front of you. They're doing quick carves that, uh, for auctions that, that benefit uh, Boone County 4-H, and they're creating these masterpieces that you really just can't believe and appreciate until you see them. The Hoosier Hardwood Festival will have that for you again the 25th of August, the Friday through that Sunday, the 27th of August at the Boone County Fairgrounds. I did want to ask you this, and again, Ray Moister joins us, uh, the executive director of the Indiana Hardwood Lumberman's Association. Now, again, I come from a rural area. I come from the country. I don't know too much about the Indiana Hardwood Lumberman's Association. Can you tell me more? 
Yeah, let me explain to you and, and, and why we do this. Um, hardwoods are Indiana's largest agricultural industry, bigger than corn, soy, poultry, yeah. and pulp combined. Uh, there's 70,000 uh, Hoosier jobs in our industry. 70,000 people work in the hardwood industry in Indiana. And most of that's in rural Indiana, where those economies rely quite heavily on the the different kinds of hardwood manufacturing that takes place. So that's a really well-kept secret here. And, and we aim to correct that a little bit by getting out a lot of uh, information and, and really just great family fun while you're learning about our industry and, and seeing some unique things that you'll never see anywhere else. And we do it on a great weekend where there's not a whole lot else to do that weekend. Um, you know, the baseball season's kind of winding down, but not quite at the, the climax yet. Football season's not quite here. So it's really a great weekend to come out and see something really unique that the whole family can do yeah. and love and, and, and very, very economically. Ray, the one thing that stands out to me, because obviously we have a, a lot of people that that where I grew up still do maintain, you know, the warmth in the colder months of the season of the year um, by using, you know, wood stoves. And, you know, you will see them, you know, cut trees to maintain that on their own properties. But what I have seen certainly over the, the past 20 plus years is when you take one down, at least where I'm from, when you take one down that you immediately put one back in and grow it back up again. And that seems like that, that over the, the past you know, decades plus has become more of a big deal to those in the lumberman industry. Well, thanks for bringing that up. Sustainable forestry is what you're talking about. And here yeah, exactly. I didn't, have the, I didn't have the term for it, but thank you very much because I wanted to make sure everybody understood how far we've come since the days when that wasn't type of thing that we were talking about to now where that's the highest level of importance. Yeah, and you know, when the Europeans settled Indiana back in the day, a lot of the forests, uh, the state was almost completely covered in forests, and a lot of those forests were cleared for farming and, and homes yeah. and, you know, just land to, 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 to live on and to farm on. And so right around the turn of the century, the state and the DNR uh, developed the state forest system, and gradually over time, we've, uh, we've increased forest acreage gradually uh, over the last hundred plus years to where now one-fifth of Indiana's um, land base is covered in forests, and it, it's just so important to our economy and to our recreational users and uh, so many other great things forest does. And now it takes on even more importance because people realize that you need forests and healthy forests for storing carbon. And people realize that planting trees and growing new trees and cutting down the old dying ones is actually better for the environment than to let the old, you know, decaying trees uh, rot and die and put carbon dioxide back into the atmosphere. So that's a little scientific for our sports show, but that's it's, it's just very, very important that we have so many well, people that care about forestry. You know what, Ray? You're, you're talking to somebody that didn't know the term because he's just simply not that bright. But growing up where I did... I, I had had seen the evolution because I, I remember the days that it used to be. And I, I know the way that it is now. And I know how incredibly important it is um, to see, you know, if you take something away at the same time, you make sure you put something back. That, that ma now more than ever has become incredibly important from at least the general area in which I grew up. Well, John, you don't have to do anything other than just visit southern Indiana in the fall to see the spectacle of what beautiful yeah. hardwoods do and all around you. I know you're from Greene County, but all around you in Greene County and Owen County and uh, you know Orange County, you just name it, Sullivan County, the hardwood industry is so important down there. Du Bois County used to be called the nation's wood capital. 
And so there's a lot of people down that, that grew up where you did that really know and understand the value of taking care of these forests. And uh, 90% of Indiana's forests are, are, are privately owned by, you know, families that own an average of 35 or 40 acres of forest land. So it's important to families for a lot of reasons. It's their recreation. It's their solitude. Sometimes it's their college tuition money when it's time for a harvest. Yep. So right. it, it means a lot. Yeah, you know, it's funny. My mom lives on 40 acres in Greene County, right outside the town of Owensburg, which butts right up next to the Crane Base. And it's 40 acres of nothing but trees. Now it's 38 acres of which, you know, she hasn't seen in about 40 years, but (laughs) being 77 years old, but it is 40 acres of nothing but trees. And I, I think among the things that she's proud of, uh, in living there since 1973, that is at the top of the list. You know, John, Indiana white oak is coveted all over the world for its quality, its uniqueness. It's something about the climate and the soils here in Indiana that make their white oak from Indiana the, the, the best anywhere in the world. And that's why all the bourbon companies want to get their white oak here uh, for their barrels and y- you name it. But... Um, um, there, there's we're, that area down there and Cray Naval Base you brought that up is so important yep. because some of, they have their own forester on that base and some of that white oak is among the yep. most beautiful in the state when they rebuilt the U.S. Constitution uh, maybe a dozen years or so ago they came back to Crane Naval Base to match the exact white oak that was used on the original USS Constitution so hmm. it's, it's really a neat story and there was a lot of uh, publicity and top secrecy that was going on when all that was happening no, and, and from my background, Ray, I, I think what you do is really cool. I mean, I, I do. And, again, I'm not I, – I don't know enough to know the terms, but I just know how meaningful um, – because it, it's not always – got to make sure for it to be meaningful and then plentiful, you got to make sure you maintain that. And it's, it's always been really cool how the evolution of that – has uh, has transpired certainly over the years. The Hoosier Hardwood Festival again, the twenty uh, fifth of August through the twenty seventh of August. That's Friday through Sunday, coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, Ray Moistner is the executive director of the Indiana Hardwood Lumberman's Association. Kind enough to join us. How can people get tickets, Ray? Uh, they can go online to HoosierHardwoodFestival.com. Uh, this is one of the best family weekends you can have and, and uh, not spend a Taylor Swift-like fortune. Uh, ticket <laughs> prices are $10 for adults, but if you go online, you can get a $2 off coupon. So they're basically $8 for adults, $5 for kids ages 7 to 12. And if you're 6 and under, you can come for free. And our biggest fans are the kids because there's so much for them to do there. There's there's a lumberjack camp for the kids where they can get out there and roll on the logs and you know, throw the hatchets and cut all, you know, very safe, safe and, you know, well, well looked after. There's a kid zone. There's a petting zoo. Kids just absolutely love it. They can get on woods on wheels. And this year we've got Twiggy, the water skiing squirrel. Coming. Nice. Nice. Sponsor. So, you know, it's, gonna, it's, just, it's just a lot of fun. It's unique. It is. The families have a blast when they come out. And uh, it's just a good time. Live music, food, you name it. Hey, Ray, I'm really happy with what you do, too, because, I mean, you, you, you uphold a tradition that, um, that certainly when I grew up, it was a major part of, of what we did and, and how, you know, we, you know, we moved around and, and how we live from day to day. And uh, it's really cool in what you do. And I also, when I first had a gig out of college, it wasn't doing this. 
I, I worked at a tire shop, and you're talking about that big equipment you're also going to have there at the Hoosier Hardwood Festival. I had to get inside one of those tires to change one of those tires once. That is no fun whatsoever, let me tell you. When you have to get inside a tire to actually change it, get it off, and then put it back on, there is zero fun about that. There are tires out there on some of that stuff that are twice as tall as I am. It's amazing how big some of that equipment is, and it's really cool. I want to be real clear about something. You don't want me anywhere near a chainsaw. I just represent the organization that represents these great people that do this for a living every day. And and in some cases, it can be dirty, dangerous work, but it's the only occupation that's depicted on the state seal of Indiana because it's as old as the state is. A lot of proud, humble people that just work their, their tail ends off and don't need a lot of recognition for it. But some of the greatest people in the world are in the hardwood industry out there in rural Indiana, John. Well, you you represent them. Um, thus, that's a big deal, buddy. It is. I mean, I, and, and again, I know what I'm talking about coming from where I, uh, where I come from and how important that is. So your you representation do. out there is, is big for, for so many people. Hey, have a great time at the Hoosier Hardwood Festival, Boone County Fairgrounds. And again, the 25th through the 27th. And you can get your tickets at HoosierHardwoodFestival.com. Also more info right there. Ray Moistner with us, the executive director of the Indiana Hardwood Lumberman's Association on the show. We've been giving away tickets all week long, too. Ray, it's an absolute pleasure to meet you and chat with you, man. It really is. John, thank you so much. And it was a privilege on my end to talk with you. And and thanks so much for uh, talking about the festival. You got it. Thank you, Ray Moistner, the executive director of the Indiana Hardwood Lumberman's Association. I'm serious. Where I grew up, that was such a big deal, such a big and really still is a big deal. But I and I, I'd kind of seen the evolution and it, it strikes home to me because where I grew up and my mom still is. I mean, she's got nothing but trees, 40 acres of nothing. Think about that for a moment. Nothing but trees for 40 acres. It's pretty incredible when you get to that portion of the state and see how meaningful that is. Ray, thank you very much. That's going to be a really good time over at the Boone County Fairgrounds, the 25th through the 27th. All right, quick break, and we'll come back to speaking of fantastic events. This has been another here with the station and very meaningful. I'll explain that on the other side. We've had a great day at the Back Nine. Shout out to my guy, Danny Hayes, and the gang here at Back Nine for having us. All the listeners, all our sponsors for such an incredible cause. I'll come back, lay the groundwork for you for that, and get you set for a little Colts happy hour. James Washington signed by the Colts at wide receiver, the 27-year-old wide receiver, a little bit earlier today. And we've been in on that. Colts and Bears coming up tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon, the Colts pregame huddle begins with me and all my friends down in Touchdown Town. Come by and see us. We're officially underway at 4 p.m. tomorrow afternoon in Touchdown Town. Me, Gorman, uh, you also obviously can check out, I believe Bill Brooks will be there with us, maybe even Joe Wright's up in the booth, but it's going to be an outstanding time that is coming up tomorrow at 4 p.m. the Colts pregame huddle. And by the way, the JMV Takeover, 7 p.m. until midnight tomorrow night, B105.7. Yacht Rock, all Yacht Rock requests coming up on the JMV Takeover tomorrow night beginning at 7 p.m. It take me a little bit to walk from Touchdown Town back to the station. 7 p.m. tomorrow night with all of your great Yacht Rock requests. The JMV Takeover tomorrow night on B105.7. Back with you for a final time next.
The Ride with JMV. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, your Harris Hoosier Park race of the day winner, Tyler Lakes. The winning horse, Jerry Sue, paid $8 on a $2 bet. The $2 exacta went off at $127.40. The 50-cent trifecta, $115.05. That is your Harris Hoosier Park race of the day. Live standard bread racing through December the 8th. Keep tuning in right here every week to be a part of and win 50-50 in betting and dining. As we do the Harris Hoosier Park race of the day right here on the fan. Good win to close out the week today. What a great time this has been, too. And, again, I want to give a special shout-out to everybody that's been with us today, too. Again, all the listeners, all the sponsors, and this has been a fantastic time. Again, this is the first-ever fan golf outing here at Back 9. Uh, to benefit American Heart Association, that's the benefic- the beneficiary in this case, the American Heart Association. And we wanted to, again, tell you that the annual Heart Walk that takes place Saturday, September the 16th at Victory Field, it is free, family-friendly, celebrates survivors of heart disease and stroke while raising money to help people live longer, healthier lives. More information available, that's IndyHeartWalk.org, IndyHeartWalk.org. And thanks to the American Heart Association. Thanks to our friends, too. Shout out to them because they ran a check on me on my blood pressure, and I have high blood pressure. Thank you, Franciscan Health Heart Center, for doing that. In fact, they're going to check back with me on Tuesday and get going. I got to hang around here until like I'm 125. Can you imagine me doing the JMV takeover at 125? Gonna make sure I'm around here with you, with you all. But thanks to my good friends at the Franciscan Health Heart Center for finding that out today. And again, that's a great reminder. Let's uh, go out there and make sure you get your numbers checked. Because that's kind of half-assing a little bit. Oh, yeah, I'm just fine. I play basketball all the time. I'm good, right? I don't go overboard with stuff. Oh. Find that out. Understand it. Move forward with it. And this has been a great event today. Thanks for the people at the back nine, too, have been outstanding. Uh, Danny Hayes, shout out to you and uh, certainly the staff here. All right, on the other side, James Washington, wide receiver, veteran, signed by the Colts earlier today. Will Anthony Richardson see snaps coming up tomorrow, preseason game two against the Bears. 4 p.m., the Colts pregame huddle. Me, the Goreman, Bill Brooks, and more coming at you from touchdown town tomorrow. But first, how about a little Colts happy hour? An hour before we start officially the high school football season. Talk a little bit more about that coming up on the show. And on the other side, Colts Happy Hour. All you need to know to get you ready. And a shout-out to my man J-Law celebrating a birthday today, too. J-Law, happy birthday. Straight at you. It is Colts Happy Hour. Other side, 93.5107.5 The Fan. Sit tight.